Theory Hello. Podcast. <laughs> What's up, people? Theory Welcome theory. to Creative Theory Podcast, the show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day-to-day is like, what their struggles are, thoughts in the art world, and a lot, a lot more. Um, uh, I was going to say today in studio, but there's no studio. This is, uh, <laughs> as we're talking earlier, this is a quarantine edition. Hope everyone's staying safe. So um, for the first time, trying to do this over Zoom, over the interwebs, and uh, very lucky to have... Uh, this guest here, we got, he's an adventure, animator, illustrator, uh, Taylor John Peters. Thanks for... Oh, thank you for having me. Finally, I'm glad we could make it happen. You're just, uh, you're moving around, you're traveling for a while. I'm all over the place, yeah. And then, of course, there was a global pandemic that just seems like such a strange situation <laughs> to like have to stop doing it, but yeah. yeah. But you, I guess, but then you managed to actually squeeze in the tri- trip. Uh, yeah, I mean, Friday like... Before. I, I left on, so I'll give you the, the, the backstory. I live in my van. I live in a 1994 Mitsubishi Delica. I don't know if you knew that. Nice. Um, I've been doing that since August and like on January 1st, like right on new year's day, I just started driving down to LA just to go <laughs> hang out and meet friends and just, just get out of Vancouver and, uh, leave the rain for a bit. But like, yeah, like I left and like, it's just so funny, like on the news and stuff, you just hear like oh there's a a virus from china and like it's just some weird stuff happening and you're like okay whatever like that obviously nothing ever happens with that like it's usually like slow or like low impact and then all of a sudden like two months in i was like had to flee the country basically to get back and just not be in the states for that to happen so yeah pretty did you plan to go for a lot longer yeah i was i mean i think the visas for uh for canada to the u.s like without working is like six months so i was gonna just like just keep going for as long as i could and and see what happened but then literally on that weekend where there was like discussions about closing the border i drove 20 hours back from la (laughs) to vancouver it was silly i just like yeah it just felt like foolish to be a fish out of water in the states during that and like clearly it was a good idea looking at the way things are going down there right now so it's like yeah were you just Crazy scared? Times. Like you're just worried that you would get locked? That's why 20 Yeah, hours. I mean, like I had health insurance and stuff, but I didn't want to rely on their healthcare system. And like, I don't know, like if something went wrong, it just like wouldn't be a good place to be living in a yeah. car. You know, it's just like, I mean, yeah, yeah non-ideal situation. So makes sense. That's a big move. Wait, while you're traveling, were you working or you had enough saved where you just didn't have to worry about it? Well, so, okay. So this is like the, the legal gray area. Technically I didn't have a work visa or anything, but I was doing my remote freelance while I was there. So, um, I, I think it's legal. It's, it's kind of like, legal, right? if you're it's confusing cause it's stuff I'd be doing if I was in Canada anyways. Exactly. Um, and so I don't know. Yeah, I did. I did two or three jobs while I was down there. I wasn't working a whole bunch, which was really nice, but, um, yeah. yeah so I was just talking to, uh, about this recently about how if you're, I think in U.S. it's I think it's legal if you're in U.S. but you're working for other countries, right? I think it's if you're in U.S. and you're working for companies in the U.S. Maybe that's yeah. But then even there, it's like kind of a gray area because I'm in the U.S. working for companies in the U.S. Okay, okay. but these are companies that aren't in L.A. Like I'm working for companies in Nashville and like oh, other, okay. like so it's like. I don't know. Like if a border agent hears this, you can you can send me an email. I'm sorry, I'm I'm out of your country now, so it's okay. Uh, we'll just have to cut this out or just say allegedly. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just beat all of this. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating that they just like, just nothing's caught up to the way that remote work is now. 
And actually, mm-hmm. I mean, like with this pandemic, it's kind of showing how easy it is to work from home for a lot of industries. And sure. like, but uh, yeah, nothing's really caught up because it's like, I'm not really stealing from your economy in a way that I wasn't already if I was like in Vancouver working for these companies. So it's like, whatever the, totally. I don't know. They're just. Yeah, really. Them. I mean, I haven't, yeah, I haven't thought about it much, but you're right. And especially like your ad just still being here, you know, cause like, yeah, it's, I mean, I haven't really thought about it much, but you're right. It's such a great area. Cause if someone's traveling, let's say you went to, I don't know. Well, I guess like, yeah, if you went to Hawaii for a couple of weeks and you wanted to yeah. freelance while you're on vacation. Yeah. How does that work? It's exactly the same way that you did. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They just haven't caught up to it. So hopefully it'll make more sense. I mean, I, I kind of like that it's a gray area because it's not like they're like, okay, you can, you can work here, but you got to pay like some taxes or something. And it just like, sounds like it would get pretty convoluted really quickly. So I, I'm thankful that it's like semi under the table. I don't know. It's like, yeah. I'll, I'll just keep doing it until someone yells at me and I go to jail. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I live my life. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's interesting, but you, what you're saying about like everyone getting, uh, used to now trying to work from home and like i guess even me trying to do this uh, thing uh and i want to really want to make sure that i don't lose this audio i think my internet is being spotty either way we'll keep going (laughs) yeah no but it's the the way people are getting even adjusted to you know for whoever can just work from home i think it's yeah i know it's been said many times at this point but i think it is really going to change um i imagine how many companies operate because now they know that it works because i imagine for most people it does work yeah 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 and like right now, everybody's like really rushing to set up infrastructure to be able to support it. And like I'm living some of my roommates that I'm living with now, I've moved into a house uh, just for mm-hmm. a little bit. And some of my roommates are like civil servants, like working for the government and they're able to work from home, whereas they would previously be in a office with a bunch of people. So it's like kind of interesting that you can I mean, I would as freelancer, I just like I knew that that was possible and like how it's like with Slack and stuff. And I mean, animation industry, motion graphics, like we're very used to working with remote freelancers just because you're often trying to pull from different talent pools and stuff. Cause not everybody's local. So it's, it's yeah. something that we've been doing forever. And I guess a lot of other industries just so traditional, they didn't, didn't even try. So I yeah. don't know. No, no, they have to. No, they have to. Yeah. Well, hopefully what? the world will change in a lot of different ways after this. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of good can come out of it. When, when you're saying you're traveling, you're working for companies in the U.S., uh, what kind of work are you doing for them? Um, so mostly I'm doing, yeah, like I, I, I think the bulk of my work that I'm hired for is, is like as an animator, getting brought onto projects with like pre-existing art direction and everything. And I just kind of get shots and, and try to work through those shots. Uh, so, I mean, right now I'm on a cell gig where I'm doing like traditional hand-drawn animation, like pretty much in like the purest way I've ever done it. Usually I'm like mixing a lot of different mediums, but this time I'm like just purely drawing frames and like animating stuff, which is like so fun and very rare in this industry. A lot of the times I'm, oh, yeah. I, I get asked to do just like, I mean, a lot of times you just get a style frame. That's just like some artists work that, and then you're just like, okay, make this move. You have two weeks or whatever, which is super fun, but it's also nice to just be like, okay, you're just doing the character in this, uh, mm-hmm. make it move and do that. So doing a lot of that kind of stuff right now. And, um, yeah, that's cool. And then, but I guess also like, because like you're saying it's all hand drawn or, you know, that's taking a lot of time. Oh yeah. How, it's yeah. Are yeah, they, it, are they pretty good at accounting for that? Yeah. Like I think, I think what happens when, uh, a project is like resourced for cell animation, 
Mm-hmm. They they usually do. I'm I'm working with a lovely studio uh, called Identity Visuals in Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. They're really great, and they've they've just been fantastic at at resourcing it. The producers killing it. So there's just like ample time for everything. And it's like cool. Normally, I'm kind of like, as I was saying, like an animator and a compositor. So I'll like animate a character and then put it into a scene. Yeah. But this time, I'm like just a cell animator. And then they brought in a compositor in the last two weeks, which is like we're kind of in the last home stretch of it. And so it's really fun to like see, I don't know, just like hand over cleaned up characters. And then the compositor takes it and puts it into a scene. It's pretty fantastic. So, That's pretty awesome. And then, yeah. uh, and when when a character is cleaned up, I guess. Uh, because I'm not as familiar with the process, I mean, I did 3D For animation sure. in the past, but when you're handing over character, I guess because on your end it's cleaned up, I guess it really depends on the style. Because you know, like some people make, uh, you know, there's like uh, rigs where they look like they're basically puppets, where I guess there's not a lot of hand drawing, where they come, yeah. come off pretty clean. When you're sending it off, are you already doing colors and everything, or just line work? No, yeah, that's that. So that's like something that's so fun about like the more like as I was saying like. Uh, more pure cell animation uh, work is that you actually get to like go through the processes like make me feel like a fake Disney animator even though I I <laughs> became a commercial artist but like uh, you get to go through and, and, and like actually the first round of things you're sending through is just line work just like really rough drawings the best part the, right the most oh, fun it, part yeah because that's like everything's so uh, inventive and experimental and you just kind of like get to play with it and then and then your director will give feedback on that and then and then you go through and then they'll put it in a full edit and then after that once the client signs off on everything and hopefully doesn't like ruin your day by being like can you make his head bigger and you're like i have to redraw that head a thousand times Uh, if that doesn't happen then you go through and like for my process and like this is pretty standard but like you'll go through and do tie down drawings where you like really go nail the model because you want to make sure like through the course of the shot your character doesn't like grow a third eye or like change head shapes or whatever so you'll go through and and redraw everything in a really uh solid way um and then eventually you get to go to the cleanup where you're doing um you're you're doing solid colors and and then just like textures and everything so it's like it's a long process you're doing all textures and colors yeah, for this, for this, I'm I don't have anybody else like cleaning up my work. Although it's like me and uh, four other artists, and so we're all kind of like cleaning up each other's shots. So um, I have a couple of like really long shots that I'm taking the cleanup on, just because mm-hmm. I like I drew it, and as yeah. as much as I try to have like really solid drawings, sometimes there's things that aren't as fleshed out that mm-hmm. I have to figure out afterwards, and that yeah. always sucks if you're not the artist that made it, because you're like I don't know what this drawing's supposed to be. And I'll just try and. <laughs> make it look sort of like what it's supposed to look like yeah um, and when you're yeah. cleaning up are you using like something like pen tool for the same line thickness or it's still drawn um it's it depends totally right now i'm uh i'm doing i'm doing photoshop cleanup where it's like a lot more painterly um but a lot of times in our industry because everything's like whatever for whatever reason motion graphics right now is just like super solid vector lines totally yeah um, yeah that's a look <laughs> that's yeah and, and i mean that's just what clients want and that's that's all good but uh mm-hmm. and when i'm doing that i'll use flash which is like the animation version of adobe illustrator and so i'll be using the pen tool and like really trying to get like super clean shapes and stuff which is i feel like that's like when i slog the most like it's just like so difficult to like make everything look good when you have to like be so precise but when you're doing photoshop there's a lot more 
leniency for for your cleanup lines and stuff which yeah. i really love because it's just like oh it just has so much more character and and yeah it just Wait, makes it look are you actually so you're the animation you're doing right now you're animating in photoshop yeah what was cool about this is uh and this is kind of the first project that's ever happened when they booked me for this project iv was like you can animate in any software you would like <laughs> and i was like what that's and so crazy. i actually did all of my rough animation on my ipad on my ipad pro which is yeah. like it was so sweet because i just like sitting on a couch with a with a keyboard and like just being able to like again it like felt more like using a piece of paper than like being stuck to photoshop or like some software um, so I drew all the lines and then like output an MP4 and brought it into Photoshop um, and cleaned it up there. So, but I, everything I animated was like I used Procreate that uh, yeah. the iPad software, and then I used uh, another one called Rough Animator. It was it was great. It was just like it, it really was a lot more fun than trying to like battle a really complicated software, and it felt a lot more like like traditional animation where you'd like draw on a single piece of paper. And like have no layers or anything. So yeah, 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 you got that. Do fun. you have that? Uh, what is it called? There's like a little uh, thing you can tape on top of your uh, like the screen. On top oh, the of paper. Your like, yeah, yeah, I actually just I, I ordered the uh, the version two and got that from all the way from Germany. Is it a actually of better? Weeks ago. Oh, it's 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 really nice actually. I don't know if yeah. you use a Cintiq for work or anything, but it's like yeah. it basically just makes it feel like a Cintiq screen instead cool. of the iPads like super glossy. No, 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 I, yeah, that's why I'm asking because I I feel like uh, getting that paper light or whatever thing it changed it so much like it's day and night yeah difference on drawing an ipad yeah it's pretty it's pretty remarkable the difference and like just having any sort of resistance is just so nice because you just yeah. like your hands not sticking to it and yeah it's it's great totally yeah one actually that's yeah i was going to ask you um about procreate because you've put out quite a lot of um images videos on your instagram where you did like it looks like you did most of animation in procreate i'm not sure uh, like those are exercises or is that work? yeah yeah so i mean for everything that's not um everything that's not for a client i typically don't give too much time or effort to just because like i mean you you really I, i've definitely <laughs> experienced burnout a lot in my in my short career yeah. uh just because you just like try to force yourself to like make I don't know, like it, it, when you're with it, social media and stuff, you get so caught up in this world of like, oh man, this person like just released another short film or this person just like released all this beautiful stuff. And I, you're just like, I've been working on jobs and like been making stuff. But like whenever you try to like force yourself to make something that's like super finessed and super finished just to try and like keep up with this industry standard, I, I always just like, I just outwork myself. So I've lately I've just been using Procreate just to like sit down for an hour and just like get an idea out of my head regardless of if it's well animated or well designed and just like and i i think procreate's just so great for that because it's like again like single layer and you just like go through and just draw something and and it's just like yeah i don't know it's really fun to just kind of not have to battle a software or like have to think too much you just kind of like get to do more pure artistic expression so yeah i agree yeah, and it I mean, almost feels oh, like straight ahead right uh, the way you would do absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and i, I don't know Animation's kind of cool because i mean every day i like i wake up and i try to be a different animator i think because i like wake up and i'm like i'm gonna learn 3d this is my i'm just like i'm gonna do this stupid technique or i'm gonna do uh yeah uh traditional art or whatever so it's like i i kind of go back and forth all the time and so it's it's kind of nice to like 
just experiment with different types of animation. And lately I've been like really in love with the idea of like trying to get an idea across with like four frames and like, uh, you can just like do four frames and then just like put frames in between it. And it like, it's not something that like the animator's survival guide or whatever would uh, be like, it would be like, this is good animation, but it's like, I don't know. Like it's something that moves and it's like, again, not like something that, meets industry standards or anything but it's like fun and it's a it's an idea and it, and it's yeah it's great honestly i feel like sometimes fun is more important uh, oh absolutely know, yeah and even what you're saying i find it very interesting what you're saying where you just want to get some ideas out even whether they're you know like rough or not but yeah. to me uh i feel like when i when you know when you look at people and you follow patterns of how people either get good or something or get well known for something usually it starts out with something they really love where it feels like this is just a little thing we're going to sit down and do you know but that that's actually what turns out to be the thing that makes those people um uh, the thing that's they're known for you know what i mean like absolutely yeah, yeah. because yeah, i guess it's, it's like pure love and and actually like and because it doesn't feel like work to you it seems like and it's actually uh the, the relaxing passion thing that's probably what's yeah. gonna turn out to be the best yeah it's it's so true and like i i, I feel like i set really high bars for myself when i like because it's just like it, it is crazy the amount of talent that's like i mean i consider myself a part of the motion graphics industry which is like kind of a weird abstract concept if you like look at animation as a whole you're like okay what exactly do they do because they're doing all sorts of different things and like some people are houdini artists and some people are uh cell animators and and so yeah. it, you just like i feel like you can really you can really push yourself in a in a like unnatural way if you like try to hit those bars of like all these immensely talented people and yeah. i think art really starts to get fun when you're just like oh this is working like you sit down and you start drawing <laughs> something and it's like oh it looks like shit but it's working like it's just yeah, like yeah. coming out of my brain and it's fantastic or whatever like it's it like may not be the most beautiful thing in the world but like there's nothing more fun than like sitting down to draw something and like kind of letting go of your inhibitions and just like being like, oh, it's just, it's working. Like it, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. As soon as there's that like output, it's really fun. Cause a lot of the times you like, if you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to make the best thing in the entire world. And you start drawing, it's never going to hit that mark. Oh, dude, it's like, too much pressure. Yeah, It's, it's like, so much pressure. And so it's yeah. like, and, and like some of my favorite artists, like, honestly, I think there's like a pretty big trend right now in illustration that's like. Uh, I guess you call it like naive art naive. style where it's like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, I, I, I really respect that. And like, it's something that I'm trying to like bring into my work because like, there's nothing more fun than that. Like I respect it so much. Like some people may look at that and be like, Oh, you could try way harder. But it's like, I don't know. Like if you, if you're like, if you draw a circle, yeah. like it's like this argument about style and stuff. Like if you draw a circle a certain way, like if that's the way you draw a circle, then like that has inherent value in the first place just because mm -hmm. it's like the way you draw something. And so I think that's like something that comes out in a lot of naive art style. This is like, okay, we're all like working for Dropbox or whatever, like <laughs> making, they're just like, give us this like cool hip style. And like, someone's like draws a laptop and it's like, okay, you draw, drew a laptop in like the simplest way, but it is like the way your brain interpreted that image. And I think that's really fun. And like, yeah. I think I was probably really judgmental of it until I started trying to do stuff like that. Like just like draw a hat a certain way. And it's like, it's really fun. It's really fun. I think I, I would probably, uh, yeah, my first, when I first saw it and first reaction was like, it, it is a surprise because you know, it's like top illustrators doing this kind of work, but I'm, but sure. also I think just because they're drawing it, you know, 
what quotation marks naive look the composition the color oh so like yeah. the, all those things are there you know it's just the way they, they're executed but then also i think once you really try to do it that way i think you know it, it may appear easy and that's probably why it's actually harder to do you yeah know, like yeah, the, yeah but also and you're saying like you're first judgmental but like my thing i think i'm at a point now where um well I guess I would only be judgmental of it. I think if people didn't own it, because I feel like there's one way yeah. to do it because that's what you like to do and that's you versus do it just because you think that's a cool thing, you know, or and not even that doing it because you're trying to fake that look to be your thing. Yeah. Um, because then uh, I like it when it's pure and when someone actually like, that's what they really love. You know what I mean? Cause it's, yeah. uh, I, I think it's an example of like, you know, people think, and you can you can kind of see that like abstract work is what sells these days you know it's always For like sure. oh, so it's then like big. if a figurative artist is going to try to be an abstract artist not because they love abstract work but because they want to sell abstract art it's probably going to show and i think that's For where sure, it's kind of yeah. a wrong move so that's how i feel about this kind of you know naive illustration where it's 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 cool but it, it's like if you're going to do it i think you kind of have to do it because you really love it not because it's a thing that'll make you whatever popular or something yeah totally and i mean talk about like the one of the greatest i mean as a young artist like i mean for the longest time i hardly even considered myself an artist and i'm like trying to figure out what the hell that means <laughs> because i mean i've been from the start of my career like i've been making things for companies like i've just been such really? a commercial person yeah. um i mean like early high school and stuff like made like some films for myself like live action films with my friend but like pretty much from the start I was working for ad agencies and like the idea of motion graphics, like our entire industry is like, how do you make films for brands? And exactly. like, I've just been so sick of that. Like, and I, I know there's tons of people in our industry that love it. And I think that's so sick. Like if you, if you like love making films for brands, that's yeah. amazing. Um, but I felt a little bit, I felt a little bit apprehensive about it. And like, it, and I mean, I, I've only been doing this for a short amount of time. So it's like, I just, I'm trying to figure out what the heck I like to do and like what I like to make, which I know everybody's trying to do. Like, what's your for style? Sure. What do you do? And like, I think like the biggest question for me is, is always that is like, what is it? Like, what am I, what am I trying to make? What am I trying to say? And so I think you always like go through those things where you like, oh, that's cool right now. Like, I'm going to try and copy that or like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to copy that. And I try my hardest not to. What's um, your closest answer to that question? What do you like to do? What do you like to make? Do you know, do you have a something at least close? Um, I think I have two answers. I think I know. So I have a really hard time focusing sometimes, um, when I'm working on things. And, and those are the times I know when I don't like what I'm doing is like, if I can't yeah. like get into a, into a zone with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like within the stuff that I'm hired for, I know I love to problem solve. Mm -hmm. I really love getting like a complicated shot. Um, just like with really crazy art and just like try to make it move in a beautiful way. Um, so I guess that's the answer for like what I do for work. And then like outside, like me trying to like figure out what my art practice is, which is like a weird, yeah. I didn't go to art school or anything. So like, I don't really have, a, a like a reference point for like what that's supposed to mean. Um, but for that, I don't like, I really don't have an answer and I'm like, I love, yeah, I don't know. Like there's like superficial stuff. Like I love drawing characters, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what my, my, what I want to say is. And like every, I feel like that's like the biggest, uh, tension point in my work is when I try to sit down and be like, 
I'm going to say something. And then I like just start drawing and I'm like, this is stupid. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm going to stop doing this and like just draw a guy holding a knife or something. And like, just but do like, you think that's cool. what, that's what it needs to be though? It, because it's like you're, you're, and maybe it is true or not, but it seems like in, in your head, you have an idea of what you think art should be. And that's what you're placing on yourself. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you For think sure, it, yeah. like when you're saying, it needs to say something, but is it because you wanted to say something or is it because that's what you're told it needs to do? I think, I think it's definitely the, 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 the second one. Cause it's like, I think I look at a lot of artists that I like think are like, I don't know, like I have a stupid, uh, uh, way of thinking about it. Cause I'm always like, Oh, that person's an artist. That person's not an artist. Like just because <laughs> of the work they make, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause there's like, I don't know, like for myself personally, like my portfolio, none of it's my stuff. And like, mm -hmm. I think art and being an artist to an extent is like a very selfish endeavor because you're just like trying to make your own work. And so mm -hmm. I think, and I mean, that's good and bad in a lot of ways, but like, I feel like I'm not making my own stuff, mm -hmm. which is why my Instagram right now, like I, I've only recently started posting the stuff that I'm actually hired for. Like I worked at a studio called giant Ant for three years nice. and I think I only posted one thing that I made there on my Instagram because I okay. just like, I, because I never felt ownership over it because I was working, like I was working with a team and I, I love that. And I love working with teams and I love doing all that stuff. But I think there was just like this thing inside of me where I was like, uh, I never got to figure out. I think this is like something that I missed from art school that I didn't, cause I didn't go to art school. I didn't get to experience mm -hmm. was like, making my own stuff and so i think like even though i got to like work with this insanely talented team and like and make all this stuff i never got to like figure out what i had to say first mm -hmm. um and so that's what i've always tried to use my instagram as is like you can go to my website and find all the cool stuff i've made with teams and like a bunch of really talented artists but then on yeah. my instagram i'm like well this is me like you can come here and see what i'm doing and like yeah, yeah. so it, it's hard to say so i think i definitely like put a lot of pressure on myself to like become this like yeah like this this image of an artist that i i really don't have an answer for yeah. so it, it is definitely interesting and i'm well, like I, yeah so good yeah i was just gonna say like this is like one of the reasons i got this studio because i was like okay if i can like get my own space like have inspiration on the wall and like have a i got a drafting table because i'm, uh -oh, I'm you're just real, like real draw shit and like yeah <laughs> and like that was definitely like all my idea was like i'm gonna I, I mean, I definitely told that to people too. I was like, I'm getting an artist studio so that I can like become an artist and like figure out what I'm trying to say. But uh, yeah. I, I can really relate to that. Uh, but I mean, you guys made some really amazing stuff or make some amazing stuff at China. Though. So it's actually to me, a surprise. it's very interesting to hear your side of it, how like, you wouldn't share it because you didn't feel like you could, you know, either you're well represented by it or you can relate to it. Because uh, you know, I feel like a lot of really good things naturally are going to have to be make, made in teams, right? Like if you want to make something really oh, amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. But then at the same time, I can see how, well, it's like what you're saying. It feels like, uh, it really sounds like you're like a, a real, real artist. <laughs> and it, it, like, I mean it, uh, that you actually want to be able to say something with your art. And as you can, like, as you, people can see, you know, when you do get into commercial work, right, it's uh, you, you, your voice yeah, I mean, you're a tool and it doesn't have to be yeah. a bad connotation. It's just, you're there to make someone's work. And I think that's fine. But at least like, you know, I look at uh, you guys and what you guys make at China versus like, I, I love what I do at work, but in my case, like I'm making cartoons for kids where, so I 
don't always even post that stuff in the same way because I feel like although it's a really fun job and I love it it's just just like you said if I post something an image like that it doesn't you know it doesn't say what I would want out of my personal work yeah I guess and then maybe that's what the separation is because you know one doesn't need to be like overtake the other I guess there can be like two lives yeah <laughs> two different people yeah and I think I think for a lot of people and myself personally um I didn't I didn't like art because I was like just getting to make something you know what I mean like mm -hmm. and that's something that like very quickly happens like giant ants like one of the best studios in the world and it was like really? crazy to get to work there and like I can say like even at like that like with those incredibly talented people working on like some of the coolest projects in the industry like they don't make dumb videos like a, a lot of the clients they get to work with are fun and like there was definitely times where we got to work on like really open briefs and like it did feel like artistic expression but i think you're right like with the tool thing it like you do it, it does become a lot where you do start to feel a lot like a a a part of an assembly line where you're like it just doesn't like it, it it just like i guess that's like the difference where i make the distinction between art and like yeah i don't know it like becomes art, like right? just like a job you know what yeah. i mean like when you're just like trying to execute an idea for a company like it just becomes a job and you like really lose appreciation for it um and yet, and, um, but, and yet people are still able to make amazing work with it. So it seems like it's you guys were able to put enough of yourself into it to make it great, but maybe not so much that where you're going to become miserable because when it's like when you give too much of yourself to a project and then of course it's going to be go a different way because clients want a different thing. Always. I think that's where it kind of hurts, but you need that fine balance, right? Because if you retreat too far, then you're not going to make a good thing. Right? Yeah, and absolutely. And, and I guess that statement I just made shouldn't be a blanket because like a really good example, uh, Connor Whelan at um, at Giant Connor, Connor uh, <laughs> best guy, uh, super amazing artist. He, yeah. I, I remember having a conversation with him. Um, I asked him if he did personal work because uh, he, I was trying to borrow TV paint from him. He had the TV paints <laughs> like this animation software, and it has yeah. a dongle that you have to plug into your computer in order to use it. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, it's impossible to pirate. Not that I've tried, but like yeah. just because of that, they've made it impossible to pirate. Um, but I remember asking him. I was like, "Oh, you don't need this. Like, are are you working on any films at home? Are you like doing any of this?" And he's like, "No. Like, I wanted this job at Giant Ant, and now that satisfies my artistic needs. And like now." That's all like that's that's all he does. And he just goes and enjoys his time outside of work. And like does, he does. <laughs> am I jealous? Yeah. yeah. Like and, and I mean, it's like I think that's so cool. And I mean, I guess it's I guess it's a personality thing. Like Connor made like Connor made like five short films or something. I, I, I don't know his full history. You'll have to interview him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he he made a ton of short films, like beautiful, beautiful short films. And like his. I, I like basically the way he said it was like I made those short films to like one day get this job at Giant and now <laughs> I've like moved my visual artistic needs to my job yeah. and it's satisfied and now he like makes music and cooks and like does all this stuff and I think it's fantastic yeah. um that whereas amazing. like I had a different <laughs> I had a different experience with it where I like I expected Giant to fulfill that need for me mm -hmm. and like for th three years it totally did 
But then I like, and I mean, I'm young and I, I feel like that's a big part of it too, is like I, I'm young and I'm restless all the time. Like I always want to go experience new things and like, I just get bored very You quickly. got the hunger, man. I got the, I mean, I don't even know if it's as profound as that. I'm just like, get bored. I'm just like, I want to go do something else. I'm always bored. Um, and so I, I just found that like after the three or two and a half years at Giant Ant, I was just like, felt like I was stuck in a rut. Cause I just mm -hmm. like kind of f hit my wall. I was like, okay, this isn't like, it's fun and all. And like, we made some amazing things and it was like, I, I definitely like had the best time of my life, but I mean, as with everything in life, like sometimes seasons just stop and you just need to like move on to something else. So Dude, maybe um, you just, you, you had it too good too soon. I mean, that's you're... true too. I don't know how I was working there. <laughs> I really, really like, yeah, don't. You really were you're like making some amazing things, but I don't know. I think yeah. it's good, but it also, I feel like there's no, uh, you know, it's like the one thing is not going to work the same way for everyone. And it, it is really fascinating. Even you talking about Connor, like I've met a couple of people. I'm sure I'm going to know more people like that. And it seems actually kind of, um, it feels like they have a lot more freedom from this thing that is art that, you know, makes you happy and unhappy, depending on if you do the right thing or not, where you, when you see people who are like, yeah, it's a job. I, I yeah. love it. It'd be great. But then I go home and I do other stuff. It's like, man, that's also pretty cool, huh? It's so <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I think, I think, and I guess the distinction there is like, I, I identify so much as an artist and like, I, I really like derive a lot of self-worth from my art. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like, haven't been able to find that distinction. And I mean, like I, I in my, in my, in my life, I like kind of started as a skateboarder. <laughs> and like skateboarding was my identity like that. And I mean, I think everybody in life is like trying to find an, a core identity to like be able to reference to like live their lives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so like for the longest time I was a skateboarder and I like love making videos of skateboarding and like that's what I was going to do. And that was like that was who I was like my music, my fashion taste, my yeah. art taste, like all came from skateboarding. Um, and then like eventually I kind of lost skateboarding because I hurt. I, ha I have a hip injury that like makes it very inconvenient to skateboard. Oh, um, and so I like, I, I guess I've like more recently fallen into this like artist's identity where I'm like, the only thing I can be like, oh, I feel good about myself is like <laughs> making a piece of art. And so it's like when you when you put so much weight on it, it's very hard to separate that from the rest of your life. And I yeah. think that's kind of just what happened with me is it like ran out that I was like getting that satisfaction and now I needed to try and figure something else out. Are you conscious about that becoming your identity? Like, are you doing it purposefully or that happens to you and you have no control over it? Um, I think I'm pretty conscious about it. I don't know. Like I, as a, a 22 year old, I feel like I'm always just like, who the hell am I? Like <laughs> walking down the street in the rain and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> I have those, I have those, those moments of crisis often. Cause I'm like, what am I doing with my life or whatever? Like, I think that maybe is just your twenties. Um, Dude, it's in, it's really interesting to hear how uh, introspective you are, though. Yeah, you're very mature in your thoughts, which is really cool. Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and then I think a big this is like a little bit more deep. I grew up super Christian, mm -hmm. like my entire family was like is very religious and still is. And I kind of stepped away from that. And so there's just been like a lot of like loss of identity in my life where I like I'm just like often faced with these like these moments where I'm like, okay, I don't know who I am. And like, I got to figure it out. <laughs> and so I like try to latch onto these things. Cause like losing skateboarding was super hard. And mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, it's a complicated issue, but like stepping away from religion can be really hard in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. so, 
Well, I think especially when it involves family, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I moved, I moved out of my house, uh, the year after I graduated from high school and moved to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Um, and was just like, and it was, I literally, I moved from Vancouver or moved to Vancouver on the uh, Christmas of 2015. I just stayed in Vancouver because I have family out here. I just like asked my grandma, I was like, can I stay here for two weeks so I can visit friends? And then like after like five days, I was like, wait a minute, like this whole year, like all of 2015, I was like posting on Facebook being like, I'm going to move to Vancouver. Like who wants to move to Vancouver with me? And I was like, wait, I'm in Vancouver. And so I just decided to stay. And so like in 2016, I just like didn't leave and like stayed in Vancouver. And so I was like very swiftly put into this world where I was like, oh, I just like got rid of my, my like immediate family. And like, you started a new chapter pretty much fresh. Totally. Kind of like, yeah. I just like, I, I didn't, and again, I didn't go to art school. So I like, I feel like art school and like just college and post secondary in general is like a very transitional <clears throat> state for people. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you I know just, people who went to art school? All my friends are art school students. So, and so it's do you actually, funny. do you actually see in them what you wish you had or no? Uh, yeah, I think, I think so a little bit. And I mean, like, especially like back to the, the conversation about, like artist identity and stuff. I really, I really, um, I'm, I'm jealous of that because I feel like they're, I mean, all of my friends are Emily Carr art students, which is like a very conceptual, conceptual exactly. yeah. And like not a very, it's, it's not, it's not about like how to make art. It's like, what is art? And, and so like the conversations I have with them are very, yeah, very, very much like that where I'm like, I wish I had this, like, I wish I had that background to like think about art that way. Yeah, but I also wonder if you would take you down. I mean, it would take you down a different path. I one one thing. Okay, so the reason why I asked you that is because yeah. I also like I went to like a, it was like less than two year animation program in three D. So like my art school right. was not really art school. You know, it was yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like get your Maya knowledge and get out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I also never had that kind of you know you can call it I guess fine art training. But yeah. at the same time, like on, on for me, I don't know about you. Like I, I have friends who went to Emily Carr, and you know, there's. I mean, you always hear it, like the kind of the downside of it of how conceptual it is versus how technical it is, and sometimes oh, it feels like it leans too much. But um, I just want, like, I really do wonder. I know, like, you know, you can definitely study art history to get more context. I think that's huge. But as far as like meaning to art goes, sometimes I feel like they they go. I don't know. I almost sometimes people go so far. I need to find the right balance. So I feel like seeing my friends study that, I feel like I almost like through them, I get enough of what conceptual art needs to be and take it from there. Cause sometimes people make it seem like it's this unattainable thing where what it really is, is, is it's like, it's just really you speaking through your work. Right. I think it, it, it can be, it can be maybe more simple than grandiose that people make it seem to be. Yeah, definitely. Does it make sense? No, that definitely makes sense. And like, I think even, I mean, I'm very thankful for the way my life's gone in all regards. Like there's some days I like wish I had some sort of art school training. I mean, mostly because I wish I was a better draftsman. Like I just wish I could draw better. And I'm like, oh, if I went and like did a fine art painting and drawing degree, like maybe I'd be better at that. But like, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty thankful for like the, the course of events. And I think like the fact that I even ask these questions of myself is like, yeah incredibly reliant on the fact that all my friends went to art school and like i'd have these kinds of conversations and i think yeah. like probably the most important thing that comes out of art school is these questions right like and really? then, like that you ask them of yourself because like i mean education's a weird thing right like i think 
people and mentors and like that aspect of it becomes more valuable to people leaving art school than the all the art history classes they did you know what i mean like the times they collaborated with other artists is going to be more valuable than how educated they are on 20th century whatever so exactly yeah and you're going to learn more from your peers anyways but that's why i wonder like you i mean you can probably just keep learning from your friends man and just teaching yourself yeah because you basically like are surrounded by what an art school would be minus the class right like if you have those friends you've already yeah 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 and i mean yeah I, I, I'm all good with not spending $20,000 on art school. So that's, yeah. that's not a problem. But even, you know, like how we started this conversation talking about work changing while well, school is changing too. And that's, yeah. Uh, and maybe better for worse, but it's, it, it does seem that for school, the big, the huge part of learning is having the peers that you have, because you're going to work with them in the industry. You know, there's so much value just meeting those people. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wonder how that's going to change. But to to what you're saying, though, like the fact that you know those people, it's like, yeah, you, you got part of that schooling in some way, I guess, is because you're yeah. surrounded by it. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. I think I'm thankful. Like, I feel like a lot of people I, I was like lucky enough to be like my like middle of middle of grade 12. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, I mean, maybe not exactly. Like I was still motion graphics was just kind of entering my, my view. And like, I knew I wanted to work in film. That was kind of like my, yeah. my intention. And so I've, I've been like lucky enough to like have that kind of guiding light. Um, and then I know that for a lot of people, like you enter like Emily Carr, for example, you do a whole year of like basics, like a general yeah. study. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm definitely like thankful that I had, had that kind of, the foresight to like know what I wanted to pursue. Whereas like, I know a lot of art school students, like, I mean, could be in, in their third year and still not know if they like actually love what they're doing. And so yeah. it's definitely nice to like have this kind of. Just people in general though, right? I think it's, it is, yeah, I mean, it is really hard to know. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. I mean, I still don't even know. <laughs> and that's, I definitely like yeah, <laughs> yeah. have different ideas every day. That is interesting to hear because I guess you, like you said, you knew enough. I mean, I think I was similar in a way where I think I, I knew that I wanted to do something in art, but I, I think that's still an ever going question. But that's what I was going to tell you. Like, what are you talking about earlier? Is that like, I, I, I don't know, like I'm 28, going to be 29 soon. And I, I feel like I, I still ask that question to myself a lot of what do I like? And yeah. I know there's been advice where people give me where, for example, like save, really create the work that you like from other people and then see what, you know, what are the connecting kind of dots to yeah. know, to show me what I like. And I guess I've done that a little bit, but uh, I guess it's not very simple as that. Like it's really not, not that straightforward. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out for myself as well. Yeah, I don't know. And like, I think a big thing that I'm juggling with is like the way the world is is established is, is like very binary. And it's like been this way for like the way my parents grew up and like their grandparents and everything is like, you're supposed to pick a career and do that for the rest <laughs> exactly. of your life. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm, uh, it's been really fun to like do freelance and stuff and be like, okay, like if in five years I want to be a chef, like that's totally acceptable. And yeah. so it's like, it's kind of fun to like let go of that, um, that notion that you're supposed to pick one thing and like I think you end up fighting it a lot where you're just like oh like I really like you like talk to someone and they're like I hate art like art's terrible but I do it and you're like why do you still do it then exactly like why don't you just change careers and like hopefully I like I hope that that's something that changes in society a little bit because I feel like people like stuck themselves or stick themselves into a specific uh lane even though they you know the whole highway's open 
So. For sure, and that's that's one thing I I wish I heard sooner. You know, I only realized it later, but I also try to bring up in this podcast as well as that. Yeah, you know, like whatever you pick first doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. And I think then you are, or at least in my case, it felt like I ended up feeling a lot more freedom to just to just do it and not be scared for the rest of my life. Because that sounds like a scary thing, you know, now for the rest yeah. of your life, you do this. And honestly, maybe it's because of our careers. Because, you know, if you imagine if you're going to be a doctor and you spend nine years studying, I mean, that's a different story. Like switching yeah. <laughs> that switching that kind of career of course of course is a lot more difficult financially and just like the years that you have to spend on it but you know for yeah. us once you let's say you're in art industry and you want to do animation but then you're going to be storyboarding artist and then you're going to be like i don't know director or something like those transitions yeah, are so much around. more manageable yeah i guess i guess as artists we're also like inherently free-spirited and we're like well <laughs> yeah. we'll just do whatever we want to do exactly that's our problem I will say it's easier to leave being a doctor than for me to right now decide I want to be a doctor. So <laughs> exactly, that's for so any doctors listening. Don't worry, it's going to be all right. You can become also, an animator. Like, it's very easy. Leaving being a doctor with like a couple of hundred thousand dollar. Uh, oh yeah, that'd be debt. a big bummer. Also do also do no like fun. the yeah, but do the like two years of working as a doctor make it back and <laughs> your way if you can figure it out. We'll look yeah. at artists giving advice to doctors. Yeah, exactly. Welcome <laughs> to the doctor. Doctor podcast. <laughs> uh, but it was interesting earlier what you're saying about how um, how much of your identity is related, connected to art, because that's one thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I, that's something for myself. I'm trying to be more careful about because mm-hmm. I, I've found in the past that when it doesn't go well, it like mentally affects you a lot more because absolutely if you are the you know if you are the art that you make and that that's one thing that for me i've been trying to um find that comfortable middle ground where i care enough about it and it's still like that is still me but also i guess i'm just trying to make it so it's not everything like, yeah, yeah absolutely actually and like it's funny on this trip i met a lot of people where i feel like the only thing that mattered to them was animation. Okay. And like, um, I, or I didn't, these aren't people I met, but these are like, I went to like a couple of festivals and stuff and like, they yeah. were just things I experienced. And like, I was just like, I think it is so dangerous when you start doing that. And like, I've done, like, I don't get me wrong. Like art's super important to me, but like I have tons of other hobbies. I love hobbies, okay. lots of sports <laughs> and lots of, like I love cooking and yeah. uh, all this stuff. But like, I think it, it, first of all, you end up becoming like a little bit less interesting when you're like, I'm a animator and it's the only thing I care about. And like, that, I think it's just like a dangerous place to play. And then like also ex- exactly that thing you're saying, like if, if you're, you can't receive feedback, like if you, if your mm-hmm. core identity is your art and someone destroys your art, then you're like, I think you're a worse artist for it. And I think it's kind of like that. I think it's a bit of a cliche now, but like, it's a cliche for a reason, like have influences outside of your own art practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like exactly that, like have a life outside of your own art practice. Cause like there is nothing less interesting than art about art i'd say you know what i mean like for sure i I think it's like so much like i mean yeah there's like so much more interesting things to talk about like i don't know there's like something kitschy about like painting a paintbrush if i mean that's like a bad analogy but you know what i mean so i'm definitely trying to unless it's done right (laughs) 
right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything can be beautiful. But no, you know I'm just, I mean. I'm just like, like, I know. I'm, 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 I guess I'm playing the devil's advocate. I, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but okay. But then, so then you, you have this kind of once again, it's almost like a dilemma because sometimes that like, um, it's like almost that anxiety of mm-hmm. being an artist and wanting to be an artist actually ends up forcing you to make great work. But then if you treat retreat a little too far and you get too comfortable, I mean, then at least that's how I see it. It's like, well, you, you stop making uh, enough work and stop like advancing far enough. So even for that, that's something I, yeah, even for that, yeah. like, for every person it's going to be different, but just finding that like comfortable, but slightly uncomfortable space, right? You want, you want to, hurt a little bit that you're not getting good enough but not too yeah. much that it's <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of like again i don't know my art history but I, I feel like yeah like like artists that like intentionally put themselves through suffering to like create great works of, work of art and stuff it's like um yeah i don't know i that balance is 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 really hard to find i think yeah because you're saying earlier how you look up like you're saying when you look online and you see oh no this artist made this short film this artist made that film like how do you deal with that even just like looking looking up and seeing so many artists create that volume yeah. of work i think yeah like one thing that i've struggled with is like i think i try to pull myself away from that world like especially social media and stuff in in the back of my head i'm like oh like it's so stupid and like it's it's such a egoic practice and like i just it's i don't know like I, it feels gross to like indulge in that sometimes where i'm like okay i'm about to post something on the internet I'm going to hashtag it a billion times and I hope everybody loves it. Like it feels gross, you know, yeah. it just doesn't feel like a, like a humble or a, I don't know. Like it, it just, it just doesn't feel nice in a lot of ways. And then of course you put it out and like you get the response you get and that can suck too sometimes as you get <laughs> like you just, people don't like it or like oh, only a hundred people liked it. Only 10 people liked it or whatever. And like, I just, it just sucks to ever have to think about that. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like you think of it that way because that's how like are you projecting oh, i think i think so my justification because like i i talk all this smack about like hating <laughs> posting on the internet but then like i fully do dude like i like yeah, yeah. post stories and stuff like stories <laughs> i think is like the worst of it because you're just like yeah. oh like I, I mean, and I, I'm self-aware enough to know that, like, I post photos of the food I eat because I just, like, love making food. <laughs> so I just, like, y'all yeah. are going to get to enjoy it with me. Um, but I, I don't know. I think to an extent, social media is, like, I the way I justify it is, like, it's a bit of a rat race. And, like, in my mind, now that I'm freelance, like, I'm afraid of disappearing. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, like, a monetary side to it where I'm, like, if I don't post on the Internet, then I'm not going to get booked. Um that being said right now like every booking i've had has just been through friends like it hasn't had anything to do with my social media so mm-hmm. i don't my justification is a little bit weak but um <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's uh, it, it does definitely feel like you have to like participate in this thing and like as i was saying with with people like everybody's posting films and stuff you just like it, it does feel like you're like trying to keep up with everybody a lot but uh, but does it have to be that negative though? You know, do you think it's possible no. to be posting and hashtagging, but also not be egotistical about it, but being very like just be just it's a thing. You know, it's a thing that people do. Yeah, what's it's, the separation it's hard to for you? say? I don't like the thing is I, I don't think I'm on. Like, I definitely, like, have it a couple times. Like, I have friends that, like, post films all the time. Like, uh, I'll call him out, Doug Alberts. Like, he he came and interned at Giant Ant for a while, and he's the best, dude. Like, he posts films, 
like weekly and he's my age and it's so frustrating because you're just like <laughs> give it like give me some time so like there's definitely like people i have like like i have a doug complex because i'm just like so jealous of it is uh, about his output and like he makes beautiful things and you're just like why i should be making so many films yeah. Yeah. um but i don't think it's all that like a lot of instagram honestly at this point i don't even look at instagram i just watch stories and so <laughs> i don't i don't think it's all bad um and it's definitely like I monitor my relationship with it. Like if it becomes too toxic in my brain, then I'm like, I, I definitely delete the app every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And like on this trip, I had a moment where I like was like, okay, like if this trip is going to be important to me, like I need to just like remove myself from this world. Cool. And yeah. I did it for about three hours. <laughs> and then I was bored. Cause I'm like on this, I'm alone on this trip. I'm just like, I'm so bored and alone. I'm just going to go back on Instagram. Like, what am I? That's when you're going to start like, growing, do- man yeah exactly and i maybe didn't lean into it enough but it always feels i don't know it's like masochism like that is a little bit hard like once you start depriving yourself some from something like it's like okay like i could be on instagram it's kind of hard to like justify it in your brain it's like eating vegetables but i think it's good to it, i think it's important to have to know what it's like on the other side right just to For know sure. what it, oh yeah i I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And it, it is a strange thing where how much it actually matters, like you're saying in your case, and, and it doesn't, it's not just social media, but it's also for work. So then you almost have no choice, but not to be part of it. So then how do yeah. you do it in a healthy manner, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people have conversations about this, but I mean, really, it is because it's such a big part. And I, I really, yeah. honestly, like I, what you're saying about people, like, you know, you got to use tons of hashtags, like sometimes... <laughs> Yeah, uh, like sometimes I would see people do that, and like when you see like it's like a whole page of like I I I, I would <laughs> yeah. see it as like um, it's like a I I I thought I don't think I do as much, but it almost feel like it's like a cry for like hey look at me you know like, for sure yeah, yeah yeah and then and I definitely I, I the way I thought about it is probably how people used to think about like commercial illustrators when it was a new field where it's like freaking sellout you know freaking yeah yeah, sell, yeah, like, yeah yeah look at you where but and and i'm trying yeah like it's sometimes i wonder if it's that because you know like that's me just like projecting once again assuming that those people are just like they're so in need of it but maybe it's not maybe they're just using it as a business like yeah because why couldn't it be that yeah and i mean i think yeah the projection thing is like it's so big and like there are some people like my favorite my favorite thing that happens on Instagram is someone will like apologize for not posting. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, to so that, silly. I'm like, I don't think anybody cares you're not posting. Like to be completely honest, like I love your art, but like nobody's like, oh, like I can't believe you haven't posted today. That's crazy. And so like, I always think that's super funny because that's definitely like you maybe are pulling too much from it. Like you're taking it a little bit too seriously. And like I go through waves. Where like, I mean, the last four things I posted, I just didn't hashtag because I was just like, I just want to like put yeah. this into the world and that's it. And then there's other times where I think it like depends on how I feel about the work a little bit too. Where yeah, I'm like yeah. this, if you like put your heart and soul into something and you think this deserves. You want it to, to be, be seen, right? Yeah, you you think it like, and I mean, yeah, it's like a hard balance. I don't I don't know. Like the ego is such a weird thing because yeah. I, feel, I feel like most of the time it's like. Yeah, if you think something's like this, everybody wants to see this. Like, I remember when I was super young, I did uh, super young. It was like three years ago or four years ago. Uh, Four years ago, I was like, I like finished this short film. I did MoGraph Mentor. So I didn't do traditional art school, but I did do uh, some online courses. And MoGraph Mentor is one of them. Great school. 
Okay. Um, and I did, uh, I, I did my like first class short film, which was like, um, it was like this, it was a ball floating through the air. It was on fire. <laughs> and that was a poetic, uh, a, a poetic representation of, of like, I don't know, but it was, it was, it was set to a Charles Bukowski <laughs> poem. It was like, it was cornball. Nice. It was not was anyways, deep. but I finished it and I got my friend who's a sound designer and a composer to like just do all this music for it and i like finished it and i was like this is a staff pick for sure <laughs> and like it, and it's so funny like when you just like really feel like a piece of work deserves something and you like yeah. put it on the internet and then like five people see it and you're like oh i Crushed. thought this was a staff pick and so i think like yeah. that was like my first time where i like started setting realistic expectations and i'm like okay none of my work deserves anything mm-hmm. and any accolades or any like respect it gets is just like nothing's owed like you can't especially with your own work like just like you got to stop trying to like the best you can achieve is like i love this and like i'm going to put it out into the world because i feel like you're always you're always either overselling or underselling if you think you're gonna like if you think something you made is like remarkable yeah and i think it's nice to set realistic expectations for it that's some very good advice for everyone yeah i I feel like and the last no staff pick for me so (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm at a point where the baseline is nobody cares and then, yeah. you know, go from there. I, That's the best. That, that yeah. is the best way to do it. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, someone commented on this. Like I thought this was stupid. But also yeah. don't you think like, I think that's just real life though. I think to be like, yeah. when, you're, when you're honest with yourself, like nobody cares about, you know, you as a single being, like nobody cares about me really. There's probably just a couple of people who are close. It's like, who are, yeah. you know, are going to put your pay, you know, going to put your drawing in a fridge, uh, whatever you know yeah but then i think yeah yeah. i I think that like self-awareness is like the most valuable thing in life you know what i mean like just to be able to like just know that of yourself is like very valuable because yeah yeah that's something that allows to also to have a little bit less pressure because what you're talking about like the people who say apologize on instagram for not posting it you know whether they think i guess it could go both ways one thing one thing they could think they're like people think of them so much that like it's either ego or the other side is that they feel bad that they're not producing Eh, maybe there's more but like and and neither one of those things is gonna be good for you yeah yeah it's 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 hard to strike the balance of like having a healthy relationship with social media Mm -hmm. it's definitely uh, yeah and i mean again it's like the self-awareness just like check in with yourself and like make sure you're doing it for the right reasons because uh if you try to get too much out of it it's just like uh not a not a good endeavor to be honest yeah here we are just talking just talking trash about people on instagram well i mean i mean some maybe somebody needs to hear it because like i i mean i i say these things more for myself than i do for anybody else because like yeah but i think it's forget about it yeah but i think it's because you and i are similar in a way where it's like we want to be the we want to be the artist you want to be the artist with a voice and i think that comes with some of this kind of baggage where like you and i are looking at people who are in our opinion authentic or not authentic but it's because we just judge the way we judge yeah. ourselves oh yeah i mean you if you i always i always love the what happens like if you wear clothes you're not happy about i feel like you're like way more likely to like look at somebody else's clothes and be like what are you wearing today if you if you think you're like i like wore my least favorite pants today and now i'm just like looking at everybody else's pants like it's just like such a human thing i think that we do and so i mean you always show your own insecurities with your with your critical eye i think so 
well, I guess we just revealed everything about yeah. ourselves. Well, yeah, I mean, these are the, like, I mean, this is all stuff that's always on my mind. So it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. So it sounds like you've worked in the motion graphing industry for what you said, three, four years, and you're already yeah. jaded about it, huh? <laughs> Yo, that happened so fast. I, I don't even know. I like, yeah, I don't know why I'm such a, I, I've been, I've been getting so much, the further I've gotten away from it, the more I've started to love it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I guess I'm just like a inherently jaded person. It probably comes from <laughs> skateboarding. <laughs> skateboarding we're just like such a cool kids club we just like it's love anti-culture like, that's why yeah we're so yeah we're so counterculture and like it, it's definitely that like uh yeah growing up skateboarding like we just like always were like oh that's whack we don't like that and like i don't think naturally i'm like that but i like to try and keep up with the the other kids at the skate park i like slowly became that and it definitely like has probably worked its way into animation but like i think the other other part of it is like kind of escapist for me because mm-hmm. like I, I mean yeah it's it's a bit of a, a of a, a cool guying thing where you're just like well i don't want to like show how much i love something because that's lame but then like the other <laughs> side of it's like i i think like by being in the industry and participating in the industry that like establishes this like baseline love and appreciation for it because mm-hmm. like if i hated it so much i would not be in it you know what i mean sure. yeah. so it just basically like by being in it you know that i love it and like i love it so much that i have to talk about it in like sometimes negative ways you know what i mean i don't know if that makes sense like yeah yeah so i i mean yeah i think i i don't know why i became jaded so quickly because that was like a pretty quick trend like Mm -hmm. working at giant ant like it'd just be like oh this is i can't believe this is this way and like (laughs) and i mean like yeah definitely need to stop and uh, smell the flowers more often but um, I think it's just like, yeah, a good way to like take yourself out of the world. And like, it's just the way of coping with things. Yeah. Cause like not everything's perfect and like works hard and like all this stuff. And so sometimes it just helps to be like, oh, that's weird that it's this way. And I mean, mm-hmm. definitely probably say it in more harsh ways. Where I'm just like, <laughs> it's stupid. Everything's stupid. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. Who knows why that happens, but also, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe you did care. I don't know. Maybe you did care too much, but I don't know. There's like so many ways to go around it. I, I've seen a lot of, uh, at least in 3D animation, a lot of people get jaded about it. But I think it's for, I don't know if it's maybe the similar reasons, but I feel like in 3D animation, it seems sometimes even less creative than motion graphics. And so then people become jaded because, you know, all they end up doing is kind of what would feels like animating the same kind of shot because most writing for a lot of cartoons is very similar unless you mm-hmm. get lucky to be put in a good one. So then you just feel like you're, you're just uh, stamping out some kind of yeah. okay thing and i think that's why 3d animators you know get jaded about it but i guess what i've seen for people who it has worked for where they're not i think is just sometimes to just accept it as a job and why not because like what a cool way to make money right like if you're gonna yeah. do something oh yeah why not yeah like that that's something we all got to remind ourselves is like people are paying us to make art and that's stupid yeah. like that's crazy <laughs> it, it like, is, it is insane like like and it's not like i'm yeah you, i mean like it's a good pay like it's not like you're making like minimum wage you're, totally. you're like it's an actual uh sorry not no offense to minimum wage but like it's like a it's more of a career and like it's people a, are getting yeah. salaries and stuff and i guess it, it all comes back like the reason like i lash out and like a lot of my friends like we all uh, we we cope by talking about the industry and usually it's negative uh, <laughs> it's a cool thing to do it's a cool thing but, to hate. but it's like yeah and i mean i guess it just comes back to like how 
integral it is to our identities right is like there's nothing more frustrating than like something that you're like okay i've given you everything art and then art's just like client feedback and you're like ah <laughs> get away so I, I guess it, it makes sense it makes sense that we'd like sometimes be inherently negative and i mean i don't know it's just my personality sometimes i try to be positive but you know <laughs> um and yeah i know what you mean and it helps to vent sorry say again helps to vent yeah totally and but it, it just sometimes it, it still goes down to like maybe you just care too much you know yeah maybe sometimes it should like pull back a little bit yeah can't expect everything to be uh the most incredible piece of art i guess i don't know yeah and i mean all this said like in 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 terms of like the amount i care i think i care about it the least i ever have which has been really nice like i've only <laughs> been working like I, and i mean maybe because you've caught me like during a booking although this booking's been great and like i haven't had really any problems um but like i i feel like this since leaving giant uh, in april of last year i've worked way less and like cared about everything else way more like i've been cooking more and like spending time with my friends and like not so, I mean, like, this is a time in my life where I've, like, cared the least about it and, like, not in a bad way. But um, I guess I've, like, changed my focus from caring about the industry to, like, trying to figure out my own art practice. And that's, like, the – that's where I'm getting negative. But, you know, so. Maybe you find a balance. Yeah. Do you think you're on the way to it? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, like, it's kind of this it, – it, it's – yeah, it's so hard being a human. It's It's just, like <laughs> – it's really it's really confusing like how to figure out how you're supposed to do it and like i feel like i'm definitely like i'm on a path somewhere like god knows where it is like i mean i, mean, I moved into a car so yeah that's interesting I, i'm out of that now just for a little bit while the world burns behind me but um, <laughs> yeah i don't know so i'm definitely like i'm doing like all the like quarter life crisis things where i'm like trying to figure something out so that's um, so funny yeah. i hope i hope i i mean like that's something that i always ask my my friends my i have a lot of like older friends just because yeah. like i'm pretty like there's not a lot of people my age in the industry yeah. um and it's always good to have like mentors that are older than me but like i asked my friend dan i was like are you actually like do you figure do you think you figured this out like are you happy did you figure <laughs> your life out because i like i mean again i i i just like kind of assume most people haven't like i just like yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes i like look at the world and i'm like oh that's bs like is anybody actually happy yeah. um and uh, I'm proud to report Dan says he's figured it out and that he's pretty happy. So <laughs> I, I definitely like have, I have hope that like one day I'll be able to figure it out. And I, I think I'm at like the happiest I've been in a very long time, uh, just doing whatever random shit I'm doing right now. Um, I think, I think, but I, I, I'm sure a lot of people manage to be happy, but I think the figuring out part, I, I imagine that's always ongoing, you know, or oh, to, yeah, to, to a an point. Extent. And then maybe that's what it comes down to is like, uh, like controlling your um, I guess aspirations maybe yeah like oh yeah right? I guess it's like expect re what is it reality over expectations or something there's something that like equation that, yeah. happiness yeah. is reality over expectations exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that's very true lower your expectations folks <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna be happy right and you'll be happy yeah I mean <laughs> I found I found like uh my friend Alex Bernas he's he's a funny guy I like just met him at a animation festival we like all stayed in this super weird air airbnb that had like seven bedrooms and like four beds per bedroom it was a very strange experience but anyways his saying is always low overhead and like i've, I've like moving into my van and like i mean i kind of negated it by getting a studio space but like lowering my overhead was like one of the best things i did because i'm like so much less stressed i used to what pay like your 12, life, huh? 
yeah it, it used to pay like twelve hundred dollars a month for an apartment which yeah. was like rad but like it's just stressful to like have to worry about that so i mean it's it's kind of that same idea where you're just like if you if you lower the bar for things everything becomes a little bit easier and then like <laughs> even more than that like moving into a van which was like super weird but like i found it worked really well for me because i was just like all of a sudden I, I don't know like it was just like i had like five things and like was it, my day was very simple like wake up find a place to park if at night and like i don't know it's like it, it's it's a strange experience uh but uh i find i found like just minimizing the the complexity of your life like really helps quite a bit too you dropping yeah. some good advice there was your yeah. decision to a van yeah everyone let's do it but was, was your decision to do it because you're going to go travel or, be, or were you originally already thinking about doing that as like just because just you know simplify your life like you're saying actually like so i i have a i have a book it's a really great book where is it it's behind me it's by foster huntington it's called van life because i mean van life <laughs> is so trendy right now Dude, it, that's but, what i was gonna say it's super trendy so people are probably are doing it yeah oh yeah there's plenty of people doing it i, I like the amount of people that i've met that are just like living in cars and stuff it's kind of funny yeah. Um, and thankfully I have a job that lets me like work remotely. So it kind you of could like, really do that. that. Yeah. You just yeah. gotta get a good but, internet somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Starbucks. Um, there you go. But, but yeah, like funnily enough, I, I'd always loved like Japanese vans, like the Mitsubishi Delica is this like weird four wheel drive diesel Japanese van. They're everywhere yeah. in Vancouver, but they're like pretty rare in the rest of the world or not mm-hmm. rest of the world, but like rest of Northern America, um, North America, Northern America, um, <laughs> But uh, I, I, I kind of always admired it and like wanted a van and like never really jumped on it. But I actually gave my notice for Giant Ant before I had decided anything. I was like pretty sure I was going to like I told Jay, uh, the CD and owner, uh, yeah. co-owner of Giant Ant, along with his wife. Um, we uh, I, I, I told him that I was going to go make pasta. I was like, I'm leaving animation because <laughs> I was so burnt out. I was just like, I'm just going to pull a 360 and like or 180 because if you did a 360 you'd be be (laughs) (laughs) which i did so i guess i did do 360 um but yeah i was like pretty sure i was going to abandon the whole idea and like i quit before i knew exactly what i was going to do like i just had a rough idea and i was like i'll figure it out which is just an adventure kind of well i mean it's kind of what i've done my whole life i guess like moving out (laughs) here and stuff i just i'll just figure it out um but yeah like i literally like I quit or like I gave my notice I was going to leave in April and then I was like walking down an alleyway and a van was for sale and I was like oh yeah that's something I wanted to do <laughs> and so I like I just like started going on Craigslist and I ended up buying a van so it was like something I like kind of fell into I, I really didn't have any plans for anything um, were you were you burnt out because you're doing too many hours or just because you just it just burned you out um I was probably burnt out because of my expectations. Yeah. Like I giant didn't work as very like that hard. And like, like, I mean, definitely like every project every once or projects every once in a while would, would go later and stuff. But like, it wasn't like a matter of that. Like I wasn't being worked to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I was totally, it was totally within reason. I just think I stopped caring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that I think giant specifically, like something that makes it such a, amazing workforce and like the stuff they do is is so great is because everybody just really cares Mm -hmm. and i felt like i stopped caring and i like Mm -hmm. uh and i mean yeah like uh, as i was saying i'm just like kind of on this journey as a 20 year old to like figure out (laughs) what i care about and so as soon as it stopped working i was like okay i kind of wanted to do a sabbatical and then jay was just like it sounds like you need to quit because like 
you just like you don't know what you're doing like i don't think two months away is gonna solve any problems for you and i i mean god bless him for saying that to an employee like you should quit because like i mean obviously he needs he needs employees so it was like nice that he like was real with me and be like and and did that and and so um yeah i i I don't know i'd be really curious i'm uh, i i would be really curious to see what it is that does give you that satisfaction like you clearly want to do something that uh, i mean I th- that can't come from you that has a like that says something right yeah i mean like i i definitely like i think readjusting that and going freelance has done a lot for me and i think it's been less about um less about the work i'm doing but more about the frequency of work i'm doing yeah. like even though i didn't i wasn't burnt out because of like working too hard it was just like i think i was putting all of my creative output into work and then like coming home and being like, okay, I got to keep making stuff and like just being like totally exhausted and like forcing myself to like keep ma- working. And like, it just like, it just didn't work anymore. Cause like, I mean, I hate complaining about like feeling old, even though I'm 22, but like when I was, I, I mean, I moved out to Vancouver when I was 18 and I guess I started giant Ant when I was, I had just turned 19, I think like after my internship mm-hmm. or like during my internship. So I started interning at giant Ant first. Um, so while I was interning there, I I turned 19 and like during those times, like it was insane. The amount of like creative energy I had, like I was just like going home and I was like, I'm going to go study this. I'm going to go do all this. And then like, I don't know, like that eventually just ran out. Like I was just like, Oh, I just like, can't, I just don't want to do that when I go home anymore. So it's (laughs) yeah, it like, it definitely caught up to me. Your life is just too accelerated. I think that's what I know. I'm I'm 45 right now, man. I got a hip injury. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of yeah. feel you're living in, like you're driving around the world in a van. You're doing all the things that people want to do when they're like, yeah. I'm, I'm a retired snowbird right now. I'm going down to Florida. There you go. Yeah. Time, yeah. time to get a little cottage. You know? Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a huge, that was a huge point in my life that I like kind of realized I was like, oh, okay. This is like such a stupid thing to complain about. But I was like, damn it. I like. I'm working at my dream studio already. Like this happened too fast. I don't have any other plans for my life. Like it was silly because yeah. I like, I like, I literally like started at giant Ant and I was like, that was, I moved out to Vancouver to work at giant Ant, And in the first year I worked at giant Ant, and I was like, okay, this is yeah. like, what, do, what do I do now? So it was like, that's yeah. so, that's so fascinating. I wonder if it did, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I wonder if it did feel like for you, you got it too easy. So then it's, because because you, you know so, yeah. so much, for so many people so much of it is like the the struggle the struggle the struggle to get somewhere you really want to is what actually makes it interesting like i don't know if yeah. you read those articles about people who are you know really wanted to go work at disney and then they get to disney and they're like oh this is actually not cool <laughs> yeah i mean i think this happens all the time is the for crazy sure. thing I, yeah. I i and i think that is a big part of it and it, it's maybe a personality type thing but like i love the journey and like i i love being uncomfortable which is why i like I really thrive in situations where I like don't know what the heck I'm doing and like have to solve a problem. Like that's in my work, that's in my life, that's everything. So it's like, uh, it's definitely weird. And I feel like giant ant was like me just having the problem solved and having no other problems to solve. So I was just like, <laughs> okay, uh, cool. <laughs> I yeah. guess I'm done. Like I, and so I think that was a huge part of it. Like I just didn't know what to do after I got the job I got. So I was like, which is an awesome problem to have. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's a oh, great problem say, totally. to have the best job ever. <laughs> yeah, poor you, poor you, man. Yeah, You're I, the hardest I, out there. 
anyways, so if anybody wants to send me a letter with sympathies, just just uh, yeah, 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 I'll let them know where to send it. And so me, <laughs> no, I'm how, incredibly how has thankful. it been? Uh, how has it been freelancing for you? So you said you freelanced in April. Has it been because you know a lot of people when they jump into it, not only it's like most people don't even know where work comes from. It's always scary. Like, how has it been for you? It's been stupid good. Like it's been so easy. <laughs> you're getting like, it easy yeah. once again. You're gonna get again. Yeah. Here. No. I mean, yeah. Like it was funny because like I told Jay, like I looked Jay in the eye and I was like, I'm not gonna freelance. And he's like, You're gonna freelance. And I'm like, No, <laughs> you're wrong. And then like, sure enough, I was like, I wasn't. I didn't start applying to italian restaurants or anything like i thought i was gonna and i just kind of like hung around for like a month maybe and then i <laughs> like i had just released my demo reel i think and then like kind of like passively mentioned i was like okay i'm taking freelance work just because that was like a natural thing to do once people heard i wasn't at giant ant they were like i was getting emails and stuff so i was just like okay fine with that under your belt you're i'm sure people are looking for you yeah and so like that's why it was stupid easy like just that name giant like people like my entire body of work was giant stuff and that's like pretty highly regarded in the industry oh, so need? like it was it was very easy and like i i'm also thankful like something that i i took a lot of time to do uh while i was working at giant was like get to meet other animators and like just like have friends in the industry and like I have I have I have some really amazing people like a great support system in the industry that like like my friend Reese Parker he's amazing he like he hired me a bunch and like so it was great like I was just like very immediately cradled and and given work and so it was like yeah it was it was a little easy um and like so far a lot of my stuff has been just through friends and um i mean iv i worked with for like a month for as my like third or fourth freelance job like they booked me for a while and we had a great time and they rebooked me and it's like so it's it's been really easy and I, i'm very thankful i i think i always like loved the business side of things um but i'm terrible at taxes mm-hmm. um but i mean yeah i've just it, it's been very easy so i haven't been too scared or anything about like uh yeah and and i mean the other thing was like i also have low overhead so i like don't have to work mm-hmm. as much and like i'm just not that stressed out do you um, feel like you get to pick the projects that you would like to work on that you um that's a good question i don't know if i've like really gotten to that spot yet i'm not like trying to, i think the projects i'd want to work on um are more like direct to client stuff like i'm interested in directing things and like um doing that but i haven't really been approached in that that fashion yet but i've definitely been able to like it, actually i don't even think it's been me choosing at all like i just think a lot of the projects that have come to me have just been stuff up my alley which That's i cool. like i don't know how but i've like somehow <laughs> built a reputation for like a certain style of work mm-hmm. um and and luckily that's like reflected it like i got to work uh i don't know do you know jorge he uh has he runs a studio here called ordinary folk he's like the best animator in our industry i think um, i i didn't know about his studio but i know of, yeah jr canest um, say, say it again that's his jr canest that's his okay. that's his like pseudonym um, okay. but anyways i got to work with him a bunch and like those are like those are like my favorite projects ever like and the, it, it, so it's been it's been fortunate that like people have just asked me to work on already cool projects i don't think i like have the pick of the the crop or anything i just like have been just lucky enough to get to work on everyone listening like to this podcast they're gonna be so frustrated man yeah i know it's, yeah, it's so funny i'm trying i'm listening to you I'm like man that sounds nice <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Do you think Do you think you're displaying your the work in your portfolio? Is it very close to what you really want to be working on, and that's why you're getting the projects that you want to work on? Yeah, I mean that's always like the hard thing, and like something that I've always like been a, a critic of. On like I I did I got asked uh, School of Motion is another online uh, animation school that I I took when I was. Uh, mm-hmm starting out and i've been a ta with them like a teaching assistant where you like grade people's things and i got Mm -hmm. asked to like choose tas like they had this giant spreadsheet and they had like like two out of three portfolios didn't even have animation work on the front page (laughs) and i was like what are you what are you doing what are you applying for and so like i i mean that's always like a a great challenge is to display the work you want to get that's that's always what people say um anyways your question um i think so i think i i think like giant was a a bit of a unicorn in the sense that like almost every project was like beautiful so like i got to work on a lot of really awesome stuff and so um i think that most of the work that i have in my portfolio is all stuff that i am proud of and like Mm -hmm. want to do more of so yeah I think so. I think my portfolio is pretty well. I need to go like write stuff for it because I'm just like copying stuff off of other people's (laughs) uh, case studies. Hey man, if you're getting work and probably doesn't matter. Because that's one thing, although uh, I probably talked about it on a podcast as well, but as as obvious as it seems, I think I've probably struggled with with that of showing the things I want to work on. Even in the beginning, you were saying how you like one day you wake up and you want to do this thing. One day, next day you wake up and you want to do that thing. Yeah. I feel like I do that often where it probably becomes like quite scattered, the things that I want to try to do, but then it's, but then like, it's knowing, do you want to keep doing those things? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I saw you did some projects like, or some pieces in Blender and it's like, okay, that's yeah. a really fun thing to do. Do you want to do yeah. more of that? I don't know. Like I, I've been learning it a bit as well. Dude, yeah, it's it's like it's like a day to day basis for me, man. It's so frustrating. I'm like actually frustrated <laughs> with myself because like this week, dude, I want to be like uh, like uh, one of my favorite artists, Benji Brook. He's like this amazing animator mm-hmm. and draftsman. There's like this group of of, of guys that I follow. Like uh, uh, they're they're just like more like traditional animators. Like they're more artists. Again, like that's the the stupid <laughs> distinction I make. But like. Yeah. Um, like Benji's just like he's just a fantastic draftsman and I like look at his work and he's like drawing like realistic life studies of things and like uh Adam Hendy and Tucker Klein they're just like these they're just like they're uh Adam Henderson for example he is he he's like a traditionally pla- uh, traditionally trained oil painter <laughs> that like just pivoted into animation and so he's like he's amazing and i just like so this week i like really wish i was like a traditionally trained oil painter that like had amazing draft skills yeah. um and so it's like it's definitely like a week by week thing because like last month dude like blender was all i wanted to do like i was like oh i love like i just love the problem solving and like the creativity mm-hmm. that you get to do in 3d so it's like and i mean i don't know i probably spread myself too thin and like i mean i want to be a musician too i have no musical talent but I'm like i think that would be cool to do and then also like i make pasta and like try to bake bread and stuff which i mean during quarantine apparently everybody's a baker now oh yeah um, for sure it's there's flour shortages all over countries it's crazy but yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I just i don't know like i wake up with a different inspiration every day and it, it's frustrating because i like wish i could just be like satisfied with each art thing but like it definitely like changes per week and it can get annoying because i'm like oh i feel like i'm not actually like breaking ground in any specific region <laughs> i'm 
but I, I mean, that being said, like, I'm thankful that I like, I am confident in my ability to like do the thing I'm hired for. And then I, that allows me to explore in these other ways. Like, I don't think by like doing more life drawing, I'm doing a disservice to my everyday job, like as being a traditional animator slash compositor slash motion graphics artist, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so thankfully I think like all of these things are in service to like my skill as a whole, which I guess is like always an argument about like, uh, like generalist versus exactly. uh, specialist or whatever. I don't think it's ever that bad to be more of a generalist. Well, especially it seems like in motion graphics, a lot of people do get to do multiple things, right? I mean, when yeah, you look you at portfolios, yeah. So I you mean, why not? To. But what, I feel like that's how I had to start looking at the other things that I've been doing. Is what you're saying is that they all kind of add to one bucket, and even if they do just a little bit, I need to make myself think that so that I'm okay. Like you're saying, you know, one week you're doing one thing, the next is the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just had to calm, like, I don't know about you, for me, I just had to calm down about the fact that, because, you know, you definitely want to be good at all these things, and it's almost like the, it's a fear of losing time, or the anxiety of not getting yeah. better, that, yeah. like, that anxiety can be, so, I guess, maybe even painful, emotionally, because it's just, it's like you said, like, you've, you just, it's like, you want to yeah. get better at this, but you know, it's also going to take years, and then, and then, if, what if you want to take on this, extra skill on top of it so then it's going to slow you down even more but you can't think that way <laughs> yeah it, it's weird i i always look at like with with music i i didn't grow up playing guitar or playing anything but like mm-hmm. recently i bought a mandolin just because i'm like nice. a fan of like bluegrass music yeah. and so i thought that was like a good thing to pursue and like when i compare my my learning of music to my learning of like animation when I wanted to learn animation, like I was 100% in, I didn't care about anything else. I was like going home, I was making work and like, that was like full commitment. But when it comes to music, I'm like, I'll practice once a month. Like, and and it's so (laughs) funny that I'm like, that I think those are like, whenever I experience resistance like that, like with music, it takes a lot of effort for me to learn it. Mm -hmm. But anytime I sit down to like learn any visual media, it's like so much easier. And like, even the same with baking and stuff, like just figuring that stuff out. I think I really, I love music and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I I think I, I kind of accept in my heart that it's not going to be something that will come easy. And like, sure, I could spend a year every single day practicing and maybe get something out of it. But like, it's just not easy for me to do that. I feel a lot of resistance. Are you okay with it? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, like we live for so long, like maybe one day when I'm 94, I'll be able to like play a mandolin tune really well. And that's cool to me. Like I'm not, I'm I'm in no rush to be a touring musician. So yeah. (laughs) I look at it, it's interesting to hear how many similarities we got. I feel like for me, music as well is such a, like it's such an enticing thing to learn because it just like other types of art though we can speak to people in different ways and yeah and it's not the same way it's just a different way that you can communicate and it's so yeah like it's uh i think that's the enticing part of it that you like you want to learn it so you can show this other creative thought process that you have that maybe you haven't seen somewhere else yeah i always like i love listening to music and i'm always that's something that i'm always frustrated with i'm like okay if i draw like i mean a lot of my art is either like nothing i don't know i don't think i make anything like so profoundly evocative that Mm -hmm. like someone opens instagram looks at my art and they're like 
wow like they don't feel something they're like that's cool <laughs> keep going down the thing but like yeah. music man like you li- you sit and you exactly. listen to music exactly. and you're like it just takes you it's so much better at taking you somewhere and i mean like a short film is a really good example and i mean like painting does it too um not as good as like, music though not, a, not as good as music no. and like man like a short film without music like the music does like a lot of heavy lifting and so i think that's what i think is so cool is like i'm kind of just jealous of the the, the power the of music way it works yeah it's i know just right? so, yeah well i i think i i'm sure people are probably gonna get tired of it but i've said before is how like you're gonna listen to the same song probably like thousands of times in your oh, yeah. whatever, year lifetime whatever like how many times are people gonna watch a short twice no you know once, they're, yeah they're bored that's <laughs> they're gonna watch half of one yeah. exactly so it's like ah, i i am i totally agree with you which sometimes it really does make me wonder if 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 like if what i care about is communicating a feeling and a message what am I doing with visual art? You know, why am I like, why wouldn't I go to a medium that's so much better at communicating that? And I, I mean, yeah. the reason I don't is probably because I just like visual art and that's what I'm stuck with, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, that being said, like, I think visual art is like more profound in a, in a, in a more passive way, which like is annoying in a way, but like, I mean, I have prints on my wall that I don't look at every day, but you kind of like, you kind of take it all in as a whole, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's what's kind of cool about visual art, like specifically design, like the way that like city spaces and things are designed. Like, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And like one of the best things you can do with design is have it not be noticed. 100%. And so, yeah. I mean, you know, not everything has to be like making your heart pound and like making <laughs> you cry. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely beauty outside of that. And I think, I think that's kind of where we land. It's like it has I've never a slow cried effect, at, a right? plan- has- at a painting, but you know. Say it again. Sorry, I missed that part. I said I've never cried at a painting. Yeah, yeah, that's not I. a bad thing. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you know, I, the way you said it, passive. I think that's that's exactly it. And I think you would notice it if it wasn't there, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like yeah. a poorly designed door. Exactly. It's like the yeah. most frustrating thing in your life. But see, design on itself to me is like a it's a completely different field compared to what we do as well. You know, like yeah, I, I don't think I'm a. I wish I would love to be a better designer. Um, I mean, I guess it's funny to say because, like, technically, I mean, what my job is is designing, but like that skill on its own. I guess there's also different designs because, like, in my case, I would design like characters and environments, but then designing a really good door, a really good like a spread. That's oh, yeah. to me, it seems like even though it's in the same world, it's such a different skill that is so such a such a niche, and you see people spending you know their lifetimes just getting good at like you know, doing a really great layout for a magazine. Like there's just so much to learn there, even though the principles could be the same, but man, and that's not something I wish you could be better at, but you're right. I mean, that kind of design, like uh, you mentioned, um, st- like even city planning. Yeah. Oh, it, I love design. It's so yeah. cool. Like I, I, it's, it's always a big argument. Like what's the difference between motion graphics and animation? And I won't even get into it, but like motion graphics is often called motion design. And I think that like, that's one of the big things that motion design holds over like air, big air quotes, massive air quotes. Animation is like our work is typically des- made to solve a problem the yeah. same way that a good door would solve a problem. Yeah. Whereas like art is usually for the sake of art yeah see and so so it does sound like you like both though just like you want to say something but at the same time you enjoy the problem solving problem solving yeah it's i don't know i'm all over the place i can't i just uh, yeah again it's it's like the path of least path of least resistance just like do whatever works and hopefully it's fun 
Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, I'm trying. It's so you know, it's so funny. I think we're like an hour and a half in, and yeah. usually the way I do these, like I do like a little structure for what I'm gonna talk, like uh, ask about. Man, I haven't looked at that. that sheet oh man, at all. You, you're you're very good to talk to. We had lots to talk about. There's too too much to talk about, but I'm trying. <laughs> so, like, but uh, I guess what I like about motion graphics, because like you're gonna, like, I know you don't want to define it, but to me, what I like about it is that it's like this in gray area where it gets to be whatever it wants to be. You know, yeah. like when you look at 3D animated movies, they have to be like 3D animated movies, and people know what they are, and people will know what they're not. You know, and then yeah, I guess like, uh, and and then you know, I feel like then there's. I don't know, maybe like fine art or something like that, which is up like the other side of motion graphics. And a motion graphic is somewhere in the middle of like good design, good illustration, good 3D, well, good animation just in general. And then you just like, you do whatever you want. It's like that spectrum of just what do you want to do? You know, it's crazy. That's what I like about it, I think, a lot. For sure. Yeah, that's why I love it as an industry. Like I, when I kind of decided I wanted to do animation, I never really considered working on TV shows or movies for that reason. Mm -hmm. Just because like, no, I don't know what, the heck we're doing as an industry but like companies are paying us money to like make things and we're like i don't i don't know i i haven't unfortunately haven't been like a part of a lot of the like creative process mm -hmm. um like the the broader creative process of like script writing and like all that stuff at giant i was i was more of a just like yeah pair of hands kind of thing like animating mm -hmm. um pre-existing things and but uh, yeah i don't know it's fascinating like every once in a while something will pop up on like wine after coffee which is this great uh, inspiration blog for motion graphics and you're just mm -hmm. like who somebody paid you to make this like what is this like it's it's just so outside of like just something I could imagine a corporate office being like yes we'll give you the budget and you make this dog walking with a <laughs> backpack or whatever you know what I mean and like yeah. it's it's fascinating and I think that's like what's so fun about it is like every project and every everything's just so different from from time to time so and it feels like to me because the industry is so young that there's it it uh, i imagine i you know i'm not in those studios but it seems like half the time people are just trying to scramble to put something together with the skill sets that they have you know what i mean it's like yeah this is a look we want so how about we just try to figure out on the go while we're doing this because you know it seems like the goal is to create a fresh aesthetic and to get to that in a quick amount, quick time, which it seems like all these deadlines are so quick that like people just have to just like, I don't know how to do this, but we're gonna do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's that's that's the other nature of this industry is like everything is like, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> if you're like, no. <laughs> um, well, I was actually yeah. this this job with Identity Visuals right now. I got an email to a month or like a month and a half before the project, mm -hmm. and when I got the email from uh, the producer. I replied, I was like, sorry, I'm booked right now. And she's like, no, 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 no. It starts in a month. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean it starts in a month? Because <laughs> like, happens. honest to God, like every single email I get is like usually like, hey, are you free today? <laughs> and you're like, no. And it, like, it bothers and me how disorganized, well, I don't yeah. know. There, I'm sure there's many other things, chain of command, but it, it all often, you know, when you look at it, if that's a problem, like if the problem is that you need things tomorrow, the solution is to start planning, right? I mean, like, it's not nothing, yeah. it's not rocket science, but to me, it bothers no. to me how many, pe how many people and companies operate on that level. Like, I, it, yeah, I, I actually, yeah. like, I, I feel like I have a problem with that, the way. Yeah, oh, I, I 100% do. It's, it's at a corporate level, and it's, like, a lot of agencies and stuff. I don't honestly, like, I did a six-month stint at an agency called Bear in Vancouver, okay. and, like, 
it didn't seem like that. Like that, I don't think they—they awesome. they were like five people. They were like they were really great. It was a very small agency, mm-hmm. but I can imagine like I don't know. There's so many cooks in every kitchen. Yeah. Like yep. if you think about Google and like all these giant companies that are like paying us to make these things, they're like they're huge companies that I'm like I don't know how anything gets made ever, <laughs> but we unfortunately get the the bad end of that and have yep. yeah like super short deadlines, no creative, like bad ideas and like i don't know like it, it's yeah. hit or miss i and again like that's something like i immensely respect the the creative team at giant ant for is like uh, i mean like the team at giant ant is like in terms of like figuring out how to make videos and like make videos is usually like four people like jay will be in a room with like with like Corey, who's a producer and teresa like most of the producers are also like like it's Jay, the producers and like an art director and they go figure out how to make a rad video and then like come to the animators and they're like, here you go. And you're like, okay, (laughs) like you, and like with a reasonable timeline and like, it's, it's definitely an art in itself to like be able to wrangle a client and like a pull a budget big enough to like make the thing and then B have it worth making. So it's like, and you, you can kind of see that at the higher level of the industry is like somehow you build this, this trust with a company yeah. and establish. Yeah. Something that do you think you'd like, enjoy that? Cause if you love problem solving, do you think you would enjoy being in that situation? I mean, yeah, honestly, one of my biggest, not uh let down shattered expectation we'll say yeah. <laughs> for giant ant was was that i didn't get to be in the room a lot of the times mm-hmm. like i thought because when giant ant started it was a lot smaller and like when i heard about them they were a lot smaller mm-hmm. and so my expectation was that a project would come through the door mm-hmm. we'd all go sit in a room and brainstorm <laughs> what we're going to do with the project that was not the case and i i think and I, this is not something I resent by any means. Like I totally understand the evolution of a company. Yeah. And like, I mean, at the time they had like, it was Jay, Leah and like six other people. Like that was my expectation was like a small amount of people. But by the time I came in, there was like 20 people and they were like, it's just like a product of like a company getting bigger. It's yeah. like yeah. the more jobs you have coming in, the more people you need, the more blah, 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 blah. And again, back to cooks in the kitchen. Like if you had everybody doing that on every project you wouldn't get anything done and so i think i think that was something i left giant knowing i have a desire for because absolutely i think my favorite thing in my whole life for all creative things like my my one of my best friends shay patterson in in high school we started a um we started a animation or not animation a a wedding video company (laughs) and and like we didn't want to just do wedding videos. Like we wanted to do commercials. And so like yeah. a lot of the things we would do is like go sit in a Tim Hortons and like, which, which, uh, yeah, it, it just sit in a Tim Hortons and like problem solve stuff and be like, this is a video we're going to make and like write all that stuff out. And then like pretty quickly into this, like my more professional experience with animation that was lost. Like I didn't get to do any brainstorming. I just like the brainstorming became about the shot that was already thought about. I mm-hmm. didn't get to think about the story or anything like that. So that's something I definitely like feel like I missed out on at giant because there's so many, like they're so smart and they're so good at doing that. I didn't get to learn that aspect of it. I think and you so should like, have to start your own studio, man. Uh, I think you'll get to uh, do it. All. Maybe one day I do. I do like the idea of it. I mean, if not a studio, like a collective. Exactly. Well, so, okay. But look at it this way. I mean, you're already freelancing. So you're, you, you technically 
the only thing that's I mean the main thing is missing is like taking on a bigger project and hiring a couple of your friends and then doing it's it very together. True. Yeah. yeah. It's right there if I if I want it. I'm also yeah. just like not trying to work that hard right now. So later. Uh, smart. <laughs> smart. That's a yeah. that's a better choice. It does, like that's a thing is like I think you really have to give a lot of yourself oh, yeah, yeah, once yeah. you start doing that. Because then you're like you're like I can be fairly emotionally detached to like animating a shot. You know what I mean? But like, as soon yeah. as I'm like trying to tell a story, it's like, you got to really, there's a lot of work. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm teasing and joking, but yeah, no, it's, no, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and not, not even from the, just, I mean, it's a lot of work, but also everything on top of being a creative. And in fact, you probably get to be less of a creative if you're going to start doing that, you know, you're going to start managing yeah, and clients. And so, yeah, that's the risk. Right. <clears throat> and I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, and, I'd be interested to see myself in, that position yeah. because like you you kind of have two choices as a studio like if like for giant ant's sake they just started making amazing work actually i mean even even with jorge's studio ordinary folk they just started like a couple like was it even it might have been last year like they're mm-hmm. very new and yeah. they've already started growing it's like and i know that that's something that jorge wants um and it's just kind of like a product of that is like eventually you have to make the decision are you going to progress and 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 take bigger projects on take more projects on and then like that's a byproduct of that and i mean i guess that's something i'll have to ask myself if i ever decide to do that because it's like i don't want to start a studio and then like be like oh we're doing great people (laughs) yeah people want us to people want us to to make more stuff but uh i'm not gonna do that (laughs) i'm just gonna keep doing all this this little stuff so so it's like definitely a it's a double-edged sword. You lose some things, but you also gain some things yeah. too. So it just comes down to what we talked about. What do you want? Right? What do you want? What do we what? want? What's going on? <laughs> Welcome to the existential dread podcast. Exactly. I mean, I, yeah, actually, <sighs> yeah, you and I are a bad mix. All we're going to talk yeah. about just like, man, I don't know what I want. What, yeah, what, what do we want out of life? <laughs> yeah. What's the meaning of life? <laughs> what's the meaning of art, man? What is art? Yeah. Someone define art for me. Yeah. Please. Which one are you going to pick illustrator or animator? Oh, don't make me pick. Oh, uh, well, I guess you get to be both, but do you... I have a slash in there. I can do both. Yeah, exactly. Um, Are you going to keep doing both? I, it's it's hard to say. I feel like um, my friend uh, Dan Savage, he's got a really cool career because, like, he... I mean, he started doing, like, After Effects-y stuff and, like, has slowly... Like, he did the motion graphics thing. But now he's, like, a household name illustrator. Like, he's he's getting hired to do, like, New York Times things. And I think that's so cool. Like, that's, that's what fun. I really appreciate about illustration. Mm-hmm. But then, like, also on the other side, he still does animation for brands and stuff. So, I mean, I think you can do both. Yeah. Um, and I think I want to do both just because I, like as much as like sometimes animation is just like so hard for me to do, like sometimes my brain just doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it does kind of apply to illustration too. So it's, it's yeah. nice to have both things to go back and forth from. Mm-hmm. And again, selfishly, like it is really fun to have control over the entire creative process and just be like, like animating something you drew. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'd probably pursue both. Did you find the, uh, so you said you went to School of Motion and you did the other MoGraph school? Yeah, those, MoGraph Mentor. Is that what gave you your baseline for the, for skills you needed to do the job? Um, yeah, actually, f- for whatever reason, like I, it's kind of funny, like when I, I got hired by this ad agency through a Craigslist ad and it ended up being like <laughs> the best thing ever. Like they were the, the best group of people. Well, and like I learned a lot from them too. I was only there for six months, but it was still like my first real job experience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I started that job like using plugins that basically did my animation for me. Like I didn't what? know how to animate. Like, and <laughs> and I I like I've been doing I've been doing hand drawn stuff since I was like eleven. Like I really loved flash <laughs> animation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know the website Newgrounds, but it was like a bunch yeah. of like games and like uh, yeah, yeah. No, stick figures fighting yeah, yeah. and stuff. So I've I've done that, and like I kind of had the idea about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thankfully I had a, um, I, I had an animation class in my high school, which introduced me to a lot of it too. That's cool. Um, but once I graduated from high school, like I definitely did reach this point in the first class of MoGraph mentor. I made my way through the entire class, that short film I was talking about a while ago. Yeah. I drew that all in Photoshop. And then <laughs> by the end of that class, I moved into the second class, which was more of an after effects one. Okay. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to use After Effects. Like I messed <laughs> up. Like I, because I did this whole first class in Photoshop, I didn't even realize that I didn't know how to animate in After Effects, which is like 90% of our industry's work yeah, is like yeah. After Effects animation. So before I did class two, I ended up taking School of Motion and they have uh, the animation bootcamp, which is like a really comprehensive animation course in After Effects. Mm-hmm. And like that was like, I did, I did that in like four or five weeks or however long it is. And like, that was like the only only experience I had in, in, um, in animation. Like my story is so stupid because Jay gave me an internship. Like I did not have the body of work. Like people were just so grateful to me or uh, like, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, it's crazy. Like Jay just gave me such a shot that I did not deserve. Like it was crazy. Clearly he saw something. I mean, you're not all your hard work. He did tell me, he did tell me that the only reason he gave me the internship was yeah. because of this one single gif that I had posted on my dribble. He was like, that showed promise. So he gave you the internship. And like, <laughs> I got to I mean, see the gif. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. It's okay. kind of funny. It's funny that, that that was it. And I mean, like, it's obviously a more complicated thing. Like, if there's anything I've realized, and like, I, I'm a very relational person, if that makes sense. Like, I love, I don't know, like, being friends with someone or like getting to like, hang out with someone in the industry is always going to be more important than... I don't know, like the work and everything. Like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I love most that's about good. the industry. And like, uh, again, like my entire story, like I make it sound like it was really easy, but I have to like, like it, it was crazy. The, the series of events when I was in high school, mm-hmm. this is kind of, this is my origin story. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. yeah, yeah. we should have done <laughs> um, at the beginning, but now is the time. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in high school, I, my, my teacher, Mr. Gomes, he, he basically like sent me a link to a Vancouver film school, uh, program that mm-hmm. like we didn't know we knew that I, I liked animation and I liked film and I liked all this like weird cross-section uh, of, of all these art practices mm-hmm. but we didn't know what that like equated to in a job but then he <laughs> found a link to I think it was called digital design which is like motion graphics yeah. and it was crazy like that was like the first time I like realized that was like what that was called and what it was <laughs> and this was after I saw this really amazing piece by giant ant at the time like I've been a fan of them forever um that was like set to uh it was called to this day it was like about bullying and it was like this it was this amazing project I'll give you a link if you want to post yeah, yeah. it um but that was like when I realized like this was even a job and so when that happened, I don't know if, if my mother raised me this way or who raised me this way. I was like, I'm going to send an email. Um, <laughs> I was always good at phone calls when I was young. I was, I was good at good ca- calling businesses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like sent an email to Giant Ant and I was like, hey, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> I think you're really cool. Um, and this was the funny part. I watched this. They did this like uh, little 
bio film about them uh for pause fest i think and that was like the coolest thing ever like it just made them it, it, it just showed how cool they were and i was like i gotta get in on this but in that film this is this is how insane i am i noticed somebody had a skateboard tattoo like a jimbo phillips santa cruz screaming hand tattoo mm-hmm. and i was like somebody skateboards there yeah. i emailed one of the producers and i was like um Hey, I I love your guys' work. Blah 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 blah. I noticed somebody has a skateboard tattoo. Can I get their email? Because I like, I mean, this is maybe something only a skateboarder will understand. But like, yeah. you have this like base level connection if you're both skateboarders. Like, you just like understand each other's lives yeah. in a really crazy way. Um, and so, anyways, I knew like if there is one person who would like be able to talk to me it would be it would be this guy and it ended up being uh well here's the weird backwards thing teresa or teresa replied um basically saying um the person who has that tattoo doesn't work here anymore (laughs) but the other guy who skateboards in the office's name is sean height here's his email so i got sean's email and like uh, sean is uh he's he's a gem he I asked him, he ended up having gone to that Vancouver film school course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, was it worth it? And he replied with like a six page, like essay on like why, like the benefits and downsides of going to these schools and like um, recommended MoGraph mentor and school of motion, like all this stuff. And like, basically mm-hmm. through that, I was like, okay, I'm going to do MoGraph mentor and like signed up that day. <laughs> and so like Sean, like, it's just been like, uh, my entire life has just been this like incredible, incredible series of like people just like being way too nice to me and like giving me shots i didn't deserve it's like it's it's pretty nuts and like sean is yeah sean was integral to that and And i'm uh, I'm so happy those good people are out there but i think you're probably not giving yourself enough credit where uh, you know just because you got him but you you worked hard to be able to do those you know to follow through on opportunities right because it's like uh you know people talk about being lucky but uh, you know what is luck if you have no tools to take the opportunity that you're given yeah and i mean like yeah i think i guess that is a is an aspect of it like it's not like i like it was like oh sean like well i'll leave i'll, I'll finish with like yeah. what happened with sean yeah. um just remind me to come back to that mm-hmm. um so sean uh, anyways like i ended up moving out to vancouver like i said and i emailed sean i was like hey i'm here like you want to go get coffee or whatever and this friggin' weirdo, he's like, do you want to go snowboarding? So Sean and I went and snowboarded and like instantly we're like homies. Like it was great. And so we started hanging out a lot and it was like cool because we go skateboarding. And then like all of a sudden I get to go hang out at Giant Ant and like get to meet people. And so like that was a really big aspect to like, I think Jay even giving me that shot was like he had met me and I was like someone that was like actively around the studio and stuff. Um, so that's kind of like the short, short way of it. But like, yeah, like Sean was just like. I don't like it's just crazy to be like hey you want to go to coffee and he's like do you want to go snowboarding and like I think that was kind of what I was expecting to get from someone who skateboarded and like shared that same mm, yeah. culture or whatever but uh, uh okay what was the thing I told you to remind me about I've forgotten it now I think I forgot about it too what were we talking oh my goodness yeah I'm sorry so I, I got fascinated by your story um uh, no I said about being having good people out there and also oh, being oh, ready yeah, for like the opportunity following through on things is what you're yeah. talking about and so like obviously i couldn't like yeah get into that position and like just not do anything and so i guess that is definitely an aspect about it is just like being able to i don't know like because of that i felt very um 
I knew that I'd been giving a shot given like this big shot and that I knew I needed to like follow through on that and like actually come through on that chance. And and luckily it all worked out. Yeah. So far. So so, far so good. I mean, from this whole story, I'm so happy that you did not do the 180, but you did the 360 instead. I, uh, I I mean, I wouldn't want you, it, it only makes sense that you should stick in this art world somewhere i think it's just a matter of knowing where you're gonna land but it makes me very happy that you, like you i mean the way you talk the way you clearly have a lot of passion but also it sounds like that you know the divide that you're seeing of like being a artist person versus being a commercial artist like i really i don't know i hope and i think and i see people who are able to find a bridge and i guess and if they don't it seems like you know what's wrong with just doing one thing on the side and one thing for work. I don't know. I, I'm just so glad that, that you didn't actually just jump out and start doing, making pasta. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I'm still making pasta, but I, I just oh, to enjoy it and not sell it, you know? So, <laughs> exactly. That's good. Hey, yeah, man, I'll, I, I'll take some. I'll, I'll buy some. Yeah. Oh, if you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, not during quarantine. That's just like cross-contamination. Yeah. It's just not safe. Yeah, let's not do that. We'll Dude, I feel like, man, two hours flew by. I feel like to make it... Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. To make it a uh, easier... Uh, uh, I think I'll just have to have you back. Seriously, like I have these questions. <laughs> before before I let you go, I was oh, I mean I was going to ask you about these things, but I'll just say thanks. So today I watched your the little tutorial you made about the stroke path video. Oh, hilarious! Dude, like yeah. how, how did I not know about this thing? Because like now when oh, I oh really dude, like I've been making illustrations or trying to like for so long where I just like hand paint these, but like. I mean, seeing how you do this, like, I'm like, how can I, like, now it makes sense how people do this. I'm like, how did I yeah. not know that thing? It's, that was my favorite thing to discover. Dude, I, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. I, I got more tutorials coming. Watch out. Dude, sweet. Uh, okay, please. And uh, yeah. so I was going to say, I think, well, we'll just have to do, actually, so let's do it this way. You should uh, tell people how they can find you and how they can find those tutorials. Because, man, like, that little thing. It's so freaking useful. And that's why, you know, uh, just to finish my thought is like, what are you talking about? You know, whether it's learning or not, like, uh, or school for me, it seems like what I should be spending more time on is like just trying to find these gems because like, you know, a five minute video can give you so much information that like you really don't need more than just about applying it. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the, the, uh, the art school thing. It's like sometimes it's a little bit too superfluous and you just like need to water it down uh, <laughs> but, but the the tutorials i do you can i think you can find them at like if, if you just type taylor j-o-n peters taylor john peters into youtube it should yeah. pop up Go it's like a it. red icon they yeah. just I, I i make them to try and battle the amount of over complicated useless <laughs> tutorials because like i work with so many artists on a regular basis that it's like it's always remarkable when i'm like you don't know that trick like that trick is so good like i love sharing those things Dude, I need and, like, to learn my more mo- tricks give me more my tricks. mentor my yeah. mentor for MoGraph mentor ryan summers that dude is like he's the trick king he like did <laughs> a bunch of stuff for maxon at nab okay. like where he just did like 50 tricks and like showed like people who'd been using cinema 4d for like years things they didn't know that were just like general features and i just mm-hmm. love that because it's like it's just fun i i'm a yeah. i'm a nerd at heart and it's like fun to like find <laughs> things that like workflow tips nothing cooler than that so uh, yeah. so cool so, okay yeah, and so then, and then i choose so and then your website tjpeters.ca yeah and then instagram is taylor john j-o-n peters um uh, yep. instagram so go find him people check out his work there's too, way too much good 
too much good stuff. Uh, Thank you. Uh, let's see. Usually, I ask this, so let me make sure I do. Is uh, what advice do you wish you got before you went to post? Before you did your, you know, let's say, animation courses, because you didn't. Like, uh, that was your post secondary, basically. Uh, for After Effects, learn how to use the graph editor. I didn't know that was a thing, but that's like <laughs> the only thing. Uh, and then I don't. I mean, I could probably think of something more, uh, more profound. But uh, learn how to draw. Just draw more. <laughs> like if I had, if I had drawn that whole time, which I didn't. Yeah. Like I'm only now drawing regularly. Like I feel like I'd be much better. <laughs> so just draw more. <laughs> oh, also I do. I do have one more profound thing that like I think Let's was like it. a huge impact on my career. I did dailies, which I know is like kind of a trope now. Mm-hmm. But like the act of drawing and designing or like making something every single day and posting it on the internet which i think is like a really important thing like putting yourself out there and just Mm -hmm. like posting whatever shit you make even if it's terrible (laughs) is like that was like one of the biggest periods of growth for me was just like consistently posting things um and just like having to accept the work you do because i a lot of the times we like i think i draw terrible things all the time and I just close my sketchbook and nobody knows about it. And I yeah, don't yeah. think you like hold yourself accountable then. But when you post it, you have to like face that yeah, fact you have to try that to make you're at finish, a certain right? level. Yeah. And then it really drives you to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to do, do better. Because like people are looking at that and I'm embarrassed <laughs> by it. Yeah. So that's my other, those are my uh, three. Yeah, we're all going to find time for that. Because I mean, when you when you look at people who have done it, you can, I guess, you, you can kind of see this like real time. Or like oh yeah progress right you can see that you can you know two months later look how much better they got like it's uh, it's it's crazy like yeah. it's it's crazy how much you can learn in a short amount of time just by like forcing yourself to do it yeah yeah well i think that's that's probably the advice we're all going to take i think the, the tricky part is like learning just enough let's say you're using a software of like skills and then making because i think learning and making are sometimes kind of tough to i mean it can be tricky to combine Unless you're just like following a tutorial and making, anyways. Uh, but the just... best best way to learn a software, I think, is to like just try and do just what do you would normally do, <laughs> and like as soon as something gets in your way, you figure out how to get it out of your way. <laughs> True. Make all those mistakes, and then five years later, Taylor is going to tell you, "Man, you forgot to just press in one button." It's yeah, that's do it true. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you learn it. Learn it the hard way first, and then I'll just be like, "Oh, you actually just press L." Yeah, it's just Dude. L. <laughs> yeah. L paints the entire painting for you. Uh, man. Yeah. Dude. Thank you so much for your time. This is hey, really, thanks really so good. much for having me on. This was really fun. Oof, man, you're fun to talk to and really inspiring. So um, I don't know. Let's let's make sure you come back again on this thing. Um, right on. Yeah, anytime. For, let's do it in the studio post uh, post pandemic. Yeah, actually that would be cool. And I think yeah. what I want to try doing is maybe like having two people as guests and then picking a topic and just dissecting it. I think it'll be fun. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, like a round table. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think that'll be pretty interesting. So let's make sure we line that up. Cool. Otherwise, uh, let me quickly. Uh, do, do the spiel for people who want to learn more about Creative uh, Through Your Podcast, uh, Instagram, Facebook, but you know, all the cool kids are on Instagram these days. So if you want to say hi or uh, write a message or say recommend someone, find us there. Otherwise, um, yeah, you can listen. Well, you're listening. I'm not going to say anything. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for checking it out. Thanks to Taylor. And then we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.